1: There is a saying that you don't stop playing when you grow old,
0: but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those that believe
1: in that philosophy. Check out iconic.com. Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K. Again,
0: Iconic.com. Or on their Instagram at IconicLife. Bonsai balls! They only use real asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck! They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast... And make their own peanut butter damn they've got seven locations and download the bonsai bowl app to skip the line
1: skip the line order ahead bonsai bowl healthy delicious ashland hard seltzer crafted in san diego it's an adult beverage built for all walks of life bro you've had it i've had it it's delicious it is so good it's refreshing only 100 calories, all organic, no sugar, also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland hard salsa. Also
0: supported by Octopus, the massive corporate juggernaut. Octopus, making stuff for people who actually surf.
1: Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon
0: Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather.
1: Clearweatherbrand.com Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Our guest this week, former pro surfer. One of the few surfers that had a successful surf career, both shortboard and longboard. Dang. That ain't all. That ain't all. <laughs> His first gig after pro surfing, managing and marketing at uh, Body Glove. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. impressive. Then he jumped into sales, smart guy. Mm-hmm. And he worked for Rusty. Yeah. I don't know how many years? Yep. Eight, six, six years. Six years. Six years at Rusty. Dude, that's yep. a long run. O'Neill. Yeah, and Ron Rug. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and currently
0: at rip curl to this day yep how right. many how many how long
3: uh, eight nine years Dang, something
0: like that. this guy veteran right here veteran. Veteran. this guy veteran. continues to impress and dominate the lineup in any day any size swell this guy charges not like you London not like me <laughs> I admit it if you've seen his truck there's no less than 10 boards in it at all times <laughs> for every condition short boards long boards a sup foil maybe even a tow board Mm-hmm. everything yeah. he spends a ton of time south of the border we're going to talk about that in your little little siesta you know hot yeah. spot down there yeah, yeah. and he catches more waves per session than anybody <laughs> <laughs> that darn, I know darn GPS watches and he rips at switch footing bro Rips.
1: He's probably the best switch foot surfer in the whole damn world. I dude. don't know.
0: Gabriel's pretty good. Simon Law was no, pretty no, good. I'm pretty good. No, <laughs> no, none of those. None of you fools compare <laughs> well, to Ted Robinson. Well whoa, well, you Too let trying. it out. Oh, well, sorry. Yeah, we welcome the ever inspiring Ted
3: Girtol. 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 Yeah.
0: Oh, giraffe turtle.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Part, part giraffe, part. part turtle. All right. And uh yeah, thank you and thanks for having me on the show, guys. Oh, yeah. Super We're stoked, stoked to be here. Ted so Robinson. Ted Robinson. Ted Robinson Ted Jurdle. Jurdle. So that was Kaipo Guerrero. Kaipo yeah. Guerrero. And a lot of people will call me Fred, but you know Fred. Um, I'll go by anything. You can call me whatever you want and I'll respond to. I it like Jurdle. Right, uh, Jurdle's the yeah. best. Yeah, stoked to be here with you guys. Stoked to be on the show. I'm honored, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to having some fun with you guys. Well, you got
0: a lot of history. You got a a lot of you know accolades, both on the you know pro surfing side and the industry. And you're a frother like we are in the water. First of all, he's probably the (laughs) eternal
1: grom. Yeah, of all eternal groms, we talk about being groms, but I think Jertle here. We all aspire to be (laughs) Ted. (laughs) Yeah. So I try. I try. So. I think I've told this story before on some on one of these podcasts. And I remember paddling out to Southside, uh, Tower 5, 3-5, that area. And I remember looking out and I go, that guy looks like Ted Robinson. He his you know body looks like Ted Robinson. And then the guy stands up and he's going right regular footed. And I'm like, fuck, I thought that was Ted Robinson. And I paddle out. And you paddle back out, and I look, and it's Ted Robinson. I go, whoa, Ted, what the hell? Like, you can switch foot? And you go, yeah. I go, when did you learn that? And, and, I, and, he, and you go, dude, like a long time ago, I just started, you know. I go, why did you learn that? And you go, dude, I've been surfing forever. i got to challenge myself. And yep. I just started tripping because you looked super, like, normal, Going regular foot and you're a goofy foot.
3: Yeah, thanks. And the funny thing is, I actually remember that day. Yeah, it was a pretty good day. Sandbar was good. Yeah. And um, yeah, so when I was young, when I was starting off surfing, say five, six years old, I actually, uh, in Manhattan Beach, I actually went switch foot um, for I don't know what reason, but I was doing it a lot. And then um, when I started competing, I just stopped. And I, I don't know why I stopped, but. I want to say about seven, six, seven, eight years ago, um, a good friend of mine, a retired hockey player, Paul Correa, he, he's yeah, like, he's Ted, he's, <laughs> he's, he's one of my really good friends. Nice. And then when he talks, I listen, I, I help him, I, I, I coach him on surfing and we, you know, he gives me a lot of tips on a lot of things, mm. but I never will forget, he's like, Ted, if you go switch foot today, you will be a better athlete tomorrow. And um, that just kind of resonated with me. And I really, wow. I went, okay, I see what you're saying. I, I see what you mean. Yeah. And since that day, let's just say it was about seven years ago, it's become part of my routine and everything I ride. And that's shortboard, that's longboard, that's uh, SUP, even on the hydrofoil. But that's the one part that I don't do equally. Um,
2: okay, it's time to commit. the ZDX has track tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Every every other board sport that I ride
3: is equal switch and regular stance, but Damn. boiling this is this has been hard for me Dangerous. because I, it was hard enough to learn on your normal stance to foiling and the commitment and the time and effort and the patience and the, you know, the, yeah. the bumps and bruises that you get. So uh, for me to do switch Switchfoot was, uh, I'm like, gosh, I'm only going to do it when it's really small, really set up, really easy to get up Switchfoot and ride the hydrofoil because, man, doing that thing Switchfoot, that's another, that's a whole nother level. And my friend Paul he is so into doing switchfoot um, on everything. He did switchfoot foiling like that, and he picked it right me? up, got right through. He's a good surfer? And he's, he smokes me on switchfoot foiling. And he's he, a pretty decent He's surfer. a good surfer. He's a good longboard. He's a good supper. All the same thing. But it's pissed me off because yeah. he's way better than me at switchfoot foiling. <laughs> and I'm like, wait. I, you wait, know, somebody's I, better at you, you than that? Switchfoot yeah. foiling. I'll give that yeah. yeah, so, up.
1: So was... Uh, Paul Kariya is a famous hockey player. Right? Yeah, yeah. Now, did he like switch his like hands, and that's why he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
3: Super ambidextrous, and, and yeah. it's you know these hockey players they kind of have to be that way. Yeah, yeah. And he'll you know he'll switch shaving, he'll switch everything, writing checks or you know signing a receipt, whatever it takes. It's, it, it's really strangers in the night. It's <laughs> really good for
1: your
0: brain though
3: to be able to like r- you know have that
0: processing oh you know, for sure to, to go
3: through for that, sure that motion for sure i am so sold on switch foot and i have this conversation i'm having with you guys quite a bit yeah in fact this morning um one of our friend's nephew was in town in laguna he lives up in santa cruz he's like hey ted i want to go surfing with you yeah. so i took i took him to taramar and we, we we're surfing and then i'm like i'm like hey do you ever try switch foot? I just just curious. He's like, no, I've never tried it. He's twenty one years old, been surfing a long time, good surfer. And then the next wave, um, he tried it. He did really good. He got up, he got up switch foot, and he rode the wave for a while. Now it's the first time he ever went switch, and that was yeah. after the two cents that I gave him about the benefits and why I feel it's so important to go switch foot. Yeah. So it was really cool to see, you know, a twenty one year old kid never do it before, yeah. hop up. And pull it off. And he ended up riding seven or eight wave switch this morning out at Terramar. And to me, that made my whole week. That's funny. It was awesome because he actually listened to me. And he's like, oh, I understand that. And I I said, look, his name's Ryan. I'm like, I'll give you the short version. Long story short is the best skateboarders, snowboarders, wakeboarders, kite surfers, they can all go bull stands just as good. Why can't us surfers do that? Okay, So that's one thing. And the other part we touched on earlier is that if you're going switch foot, it enables this part of your body, your brain, your mind to expand and like achieve these areas that you weren't challenged to before. So it opens yeah. up this area that you can expand, you can learn, you can improve. And for me being 58 years old, when I started doing this, say, seven years ago, it was so exciting to me because at let's just say I was 51 back then. I'm like, okay, my normal surfing is, you know, it's already peaked, it's on the downslide, but my switch foot surfing, guess what? The next 10-15 years I get to improve. Yeah. And that is so exciting. That's so funny. That's that is is a great so analogy and, and, and concept
1: to that's, that's oh, awesome. oh my god. And it's honestly, you know, the I'm sure it's like a different high too, It right? is. It like is. the endorphins that it releases and when you talk about right brain, left brain Mm-hmm. you know thinking mm-hmm. like you're probably unlocking some of the you are part of the brain that you're not you, you've never used before you're
3: opening up this area you yeah. never knew you have
0: yeah yeah and and just the physical aspects like surfing is so, you're so heavy on one side of your body working out you know your back leg and yeah. your power leg and your power thing and then you know your posture and everything like we're all walking crooked because of the way absolutely. we yeah. we we surf and we coddle like certain movements, and you know you're not balanced. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. We are so as us surfers, we are stru- so strong sided one side, yeah, and that's not good for us. Yeah, you no? know we we you know so many people that are older, um, my friends that I grew up with, they're like, oh my back knee, my back hip, uh, you know replacement this and that. I'm yeah. like, I'm like screw that. I'm not going that route. In fact, I'm gonna you know. Yeah. Uh, balance my body out and make sure that as I get older... And part of my biggest goals for me uh, is to... When I get older, I really want to surf at a good at a good level for myself and yeah. my standards. So we for me right. to do that, I'm going to go switch foot. And that's going to help me get to where I want to go. Yeah. I have this secret he, he's, little...
1: He's unlocked the fucking secret of... Uh,
3: <laughs> fountain of Youth. Fountain of Youth right yes. here. Yeah. Yes, it's a fountain of youth. And my friend Paul, he, he really cemented it into my head and it was always at the back of my mind that like hey switch what's a good thing to know you guys probably remember bobby mack and he was a guy on the nssa he's from huntington and he served just as good bull stance so we never knew what his natural stance was that's and, weird and i was just like that guy's you know that's radical that's yeah it's insane
0: it, and for the probably the last like 30 years it, it wasn't norm but back when boards were single thin and they're really hard to ride backside, there was a, a good amount of surfers yeah, in the like 70s that yeah. actually never went backside. Yeah. They just always went frontside no Mark matter what. Mark Lydell, yeah. Buttons,
1: yeah.
3: all those guys. John and, Gothard. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: uh,
1: I, I don't know how common it was, but you know. Oh, um, yeah. All right.
0: Gothard. We, we
1: got to start at the beginning. That was, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a, a different intro, but man, what a, interesting and exciting way to look at surfing right? uh, to me i will never do it but hey <laughs> oh
3: hey lyndon it's funny you say that because i i talk to people about it a lot and that that is a sound the exact same response that i hear from someone many, so many people like oh ted i can never do that i'm like yeah. well if you tell yourself that yeah you're right yeah. you know but for me it's made and you guys say what a frother i am well that's part of the reason too yeah. you know is because I can go ride switchfoot on all yeah. my board crafts and yeah. try to improve and get better. Laugh at myself, have fun, be silly, go out and junky sloppy surf, yeah. and still have yeah, a great con. expectation level. Like oh drops my. a little bit, oh and you know, it doesn't take God. as much to get that that, that surfer right. high that you're talking about. We're
0: we're challenged.
1: Yeah, yeah. we're challenged to. Uh, I highly to, recommend to get switched.
0: We snow. I snowboard, and I was never a good switch because that's just the error I wasn't you know privy to. I never got that good. But now that my kids have gone through it and we're on kind of the the intermediate slopes, I go switch a lot more because to me, I'm like... It just gives me a chance to kind of like go at his pace, mm-hmm. but then I'm having fun again, you yeah. know. So I, I've done it on a different level. But surfing, I haven't switched foot in a while.
3: That's awesome, and 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 if you guys try, and you should, I highly recommend that you yeah. guys try. But go go try it on a bigger board. Maybe maybe we'll put a little late night and chalky.
0: <laughs> no, a, a little a little giveaway for somebody that submits like their best goofy foot wave. Or Regular footway. Or wait, you know, yeah.
1: switch. switch. I didn't mean, yeah, yeah. mean it
3: like that. But yeah. yeah that's cool. that's a good
1: challenge right there. You yeah. know,
3: it's so funny when people I mean, I can talk about this subject all day, but we will we'll get off this topic. Yeah. But but honestly, it you know, too many surfers are way too serious. Yeah. And if they just if you just get them to go switch foot, they can laugh at themselves, yeah. they can be silly, their expectations are not there. I just laugh at this and, guy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Who knew
1: that girdle journal journal would would open our eyes to switch footing I yeah
3: i think yeah. i think kaipo grail is going to be the only guy that's gonna oh and michael ho, uh, th- these those two guys will appreciate that nickname yeah don't know how many other my other friends know that one but that's good it's I, probably one I of the like best ones it. we've heard let's go with journal for this journal's
0: freaking awesome yeah
1: so right
3: uh, south bay
0: yeah that's
3: that's 10, your
1: that's your start at the beginning yeah
3: Okay, so South Bay, um, I moved to Manhattan Beach uh, with my mom and brother. I have a brother two years older than me, Bill. We moved to Manhattan Beach probably when we were about five years old. And um, that's the first time I saw the ocean, and I was just freaked out, mesmerized. There was this magnetic force and pull to the ocean. I was just like, what is that? And what the heck? So I'll never forget it, like five years old, my mom took me to Johnny's Toy Store downtown by the pier in Manhattan. And we, and, and I talked her into getting me a styrofoam belly board, body board, thing. And I was small enough to, you know, ride ways on the belly, then I got to my knees. And I was actually able to stand up on it as a little five-year- old punk. Holy crap. yeah I mean it was I mean it wasn't kickboard, but it was yeah it was pretty good size yeah. and thickness and five years old. Yeah we, did you even know how to swim? Barely yeah yeah, barely. But <clears> I, your brother was older than you. Or? He was two years older than okay. me, and um, so he's pushing you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But like you're
0: watching surfers, and that's the, kind of the natural progression. You right. know, you get going, and you're like, yeah, I want to stand. You know, like you want to stand up. Oh yeah. You're not necessarily doing it on the surfboard right off the bat. So a lot of a lot of people do it on a boogie or. And yeah. it's a styrofoam, right? Styrofoam.
1: This was
3: this was white styrofoam. Wow. Yeah. And it snapped in half, and I was <laughs> devastated. I was crying. Wow. I was bawling. I was so devastated when that thing snapped in half. It was like my life was over. I couldn't believe. How that. long did it last? Um, probably three or four days. <laughs> <laughs> That's not.
0: That is devastating. Oh, That's what I uh, when you wow. go to a, a toy shop to get a, a water
1: a watercraft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be able to progress that quickly and stand yeah. up on it and yeah. then go fuck! I found something really killer. I'm doing. Yeah. At five years old, and then you know.
3: So that's that's how I got into surfing in the ocean. And again, I have this obsessive personality. Who once I once I lock onto something like switchfoot or the ocean, I am I'm all in. You're laser. Beam. When I when I get into something, I'm all in, and I'm gonna I'm gonna set my mind to it until I get it. And yeah. that's why I liked foiling so much because it was so hard and challenging. And I'm like, cool, I'm very challenged here, and I, I'll. I'll never forget, I I rode Punker Pats, um, his hydrofoil out at Bolsa one day. I got smoked every single wave instantly. I'm like, cool. I'm so excited about that.
0: Yeah, yeah you didn't take it as a deterrent and no. like, you're pissed and like, no. I'm not doing it. It just I fired you up. I loved we're,
3: it. Yeah. We're, we're going back so to Broadway, back, though. Back to Manhattan Beach, yeah. though. Um, devastated about the broken uh, styrofoam board. And then I, I, I got some like plastic kneeboard thing that, you know, kind of served its purpose. and progressed onto there and then I want to say about I don't know two years later I, I got my very first surfboard it was a um six eight rick single fin wing round pin shaped by phil becker um, wow. so that was that was amazing yeah and uh, that's what I truly learned how to to surf on and there's
1: a lot of grom surfing in manhattan beach
3: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So had a crew. manhattan had our crew and um and I 'm really actually really glad that I was that I taught myself and watched everyone on single fins how to how to, to learn on a single fin. I'm glad that I was able to um, learn on a single fin versus what the kids are learning on yeah. now because it taught you to hold your rail, use your rail, use your fins differently than the thrusters, twins, and quads right now, and there's nothing wrong with those. But it was a different style of surfing, and yeah. you had to work harder to get speed, and you had to harness and a prob- the energy.
1: Probably smoothens out your style. Oh yeah, through, right. Oh yeah, and plus, like the foot placement, yeah. and, like learning where to put your feet, like mm-hmm. over the fin before Whoa. the fin, yeah, like all those like little nuances of, you know, figuring out okay, the sweet spot on this board is here. Right. Well, that,
0: right. Everybody wants right. tends to want a shortcut and, and streamline, you right. know, and you know.
1: The learning process. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, and like you said,
0: some of the equipment today is it's yeah, it's great when you rip, but it's not great to kind of develop those fundamentals, you know, like. Right.
3: Yeah. I think a lot of kids on today's boards, they want to run before they can walk. Yeah. And um, I think the single fin makes you walk before you run. For sure. So that was cool. So, um, Was
1: your brother an avid surfer too?
3: Or? Yeah, yeah, he was, he was. We both competed, and um, he pushed me. I pushed him, and what, um, what, we were what, very competitive.
1: What was the first contest that, that you surfed?
3: Oh, gosh. Um, back then, there was these, even before WSA, Western Surfing Association, there was these local ones. This guy Herman um, down in Playa del Rey ran them. And there would have been school events, just funky local, you know.
1: But you were psyching, right? Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to surf this contest.
3: Totally. And I, you know, I told you guys about when I saw the ocean, I saw the, I knew right then and right there what I wanted to do and be and what my career was already made up in my mind. As soon as I saw the ocean, I said, I'm going to be a professional surfer. 100%. Hundred percent. Wow. wow. And I, I told you guys that like, you know, once I lock onto something, yeah. it's just tunnel vision. You're obsessed with it, yeah. I, yeah, I get obsessed with stuff. So I knew at five years old what my career and what the rest of myself was gonna be. <laughs> and it was it was surfing. That's pretty early. That's pretty early. <laughs> I That's pretty early. I, it was it was a force I can't even explain to you guys. It was yeah. a feel, it was a a magnetic force that I I said, hey, I have to be in the ocean daily. I ha- I have to yeah. be riding waves. This is my calling. This is what I'm meant to do. I'm positive. So, so was your old.
1: mom like supportive of that and like yeah? Like, you got to do other stuff. You got to play baseball. No, no, football, she didn't. My, my soccer. Yeah,
3: so yeah, my mom. She didn't push me. She supported me. My dad lived. My my mom and dad split when I was about five, and I, like I said, they were in Alhambra, and then we moved to Manhattan Beach. And my dad would come down and support me and follow me and contests, and same with my mom. And they we did yeah. sports. We my mom was a music teacher. We did you know she wanted us to do some music. We tried it didn't work out. I don't have a musical bone in my body. Yeah. You know. But um, they were totally supportive of whatever we wanted to do. We didn't get pushed to do you know this they, route they, they that saw route. you happy and being fulfilled passionate. and passionate yeah. and keeping out of trouble so yeah totally passion yeah. and i and i i say it quite often i mean if it wasn't for surfing who knows where i'd be yeah. you know how
1: old were you when you when you first surfed the contest so Pretty
3: um early. i want to say like 10 or 12 yeah 10 or 12 again just some funky local yeah. um you know rinky dink contest yeah. But then we started doing WSAs. Who, who was um, like
1: uh, the ripping surfers of the day?
3: Back then? Yeah. So for me, my, my surfers who I looked up to were probably first and foremost, Chris Barella, Mike Benavides, because yeah. they were goofy Goofyfoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then there's Mike Purpose, uh, Rocky Sabo, Terry Stevens. So those, were the, those were the crew Stand of guys that, yeah, that really stood they were the, out. They were they're pros, right? Yeah. And- yeah, those guys were legit pros yeah. and they were gnarly and charging giant brake wall and up in Palos Verdes and yeah. stuff. So, well- there's there's tons of guys like Aaron Kaufman, Dennis Jarvis. I mean, the list goes on and yeah. on. Uh, Back to Ty Page and all these guys. Yeah. I and mean, there's so many guys. There's too many, way too many for me to mention or yeah. remember. Yeah. But those, the group that I mentioned, uh, those were the guys who I really followed and i really looked up to surfing
0: was kind of exploding in that era you know what what are we talking like late 70s or
3: i think that's out yeah i think that's accurate yeah yeah Yeah.
0: late 70s Uh yeah Uh wsa wasn't really around in that you know and you know there wasn't a lot of amateur events and you started on a single fin yeah and you're 58 yeah 70s (laughs) yeah come on (laughs) Lennon, put two and two together bro (laughs) didn't i just do that (laughs) so
1: so that's really rad so you, manhattan beach where what was your spots of surfing because the south bay sucks
3: oh it's terrible you're <laughs> well, right straight up you're right certain you're times a
0: right. year it, it, it turns
3: but, it on but, but yeah. there was
1: those el Nino years where the south bay was lit up
3: right? yeah yeah so um you know if you take the beach breaks say redondo hermosa manhattan mm-hmm. um Yeah, like ten out of you know nine out of the twelve months a year, they do suck, and the bottoms crap, and it's closeouts, and it's this and that. On its given day, it has its days up there. Yeah, for sure. um, When the sandbars get all dug out from the big storms and everything, we get some pretty good sandbars up there. Um, So yeah, it was it was tough. So we had to grovel and just grind it out and. It's funny. Travel a lot. Travel a lot, and then it's funny. Uh, makes me think back to when we all went down to downtown Manhattan Beach by the pier. There's this restaurant called the Kettle, and about anywhere between four to eight to ten of us would all go in there before it even got light, drink a bazillion cups of coffee, and go paddle out. Regardless of what it was, we were so jacked up on coffee, and that was <laughs> that's like our way to like you know get a one foot close out and go break your board on the shore break. But um, it's. It's funny we had to we had to endure some horrible surf. It yeah, was, it was terrible in the, the middle of winter. Really good though. Yeah, so January through March, you can get some good days. Um, for yeah, me, what, what spots were you surfing? Redonda so I, I lived I lived in North Manhattan, which on the borderline of El Porto, and I Rose lived crans. about yeah Rosecrans. I, I lived about a mile back from the beach, and I rode my bike a lot. Um, but yeah, El Porto, Manhattan, Breakwall wall, and then. Um, and then they built a a jetty in front of the uh, Chevron station Hammerland. and uh, it's called Hammerland. I I kind of have to take credit I think for naming that spot. Oh, like, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we heard it here we, first. on yeah, the we will, a late
1: night with Chalky podcast. Yes, Hammerland. Like
3: I think Journal. Yeah, <laughs> I think that uh, Kelly Gibson, Chris Frohoff and I we I think we all collectively but um, I, I I think i came up with the name i'm not positive yeah. so yeah. i could be corrected i don't know but but anyway, you're you're there so, when it was built and you guys so, surf there yeah so they built that jetty there to help with the sand flow and protect the chevron plant and that that wave to me um was kind of the highlight of me living in the south bay because it you know it got so square so powerful so hollow and maybe one out of 15 had shape and the rest were complete closeouts top to bottom and backwash and this and that. But, um, I've actually had some of the best worlds of my life out at Hammerland, And, um, I used to go up there on every good swell up until about five or six years ago. And I'm just like with the crowds, I'm like, you know what, they can have it. I'm done. I'm yeah i'm going to mexico yeah. you know so um i'm gonna get other better follower <laughs> With no out one. Here. Yeah,
1: with no one outweighs yeah
3: but but hammerland and the sandbars in el porto and there was a few that <clears throat> were in manhattan and hermosa mm-hmm. that had their time but um yeah honestly it was rough and then i'd come to like huntington for a contest i'm like whoa you guys got it pretty good here yeah. and I can I can relate to the Florida surfers, the CJs, and the Kelly Slaters, and all these good Florida surfers that have come out of there because. They deal with such garbage, and then when they actually get into contestable decent waves, yeah. they excel because they've been starved, yeah. and they think a you know to us a contestable okay wave is insane to them. Yeah. So their enthusiasm, their stoke, and their reflexes, everything's heightened. Yeah. And that's how I felt growing up in Manhattan Beach and coming here to Huntington is because it's like wow these are way better than we get on a daily <laughs> basis. This is great. You know? Yeah. Because they're
1: outside with the reform.
0: Because. <laughs> yeah. Just like in any sport or anything, it's it's half mental and half you know being able to have the ability physically and, and the technicality yeah. side of it. But like well, we you said, know that, Lar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you you know you have but,
1: the talent but not the mental. Whoa! But but <laughs> the froth.
0: But the froth. You know, factor that you're speaking of. It's it's so true because. If you only surf when it's good, your expectations are all like, "Well, I, have, I it's not you know." Yeah. Like you gotta you gotta surf those crappy days, those afternoon blown out days. Yeah. Yeah. So did They're, you? You're experience, more excited. Yeah, absolutely. Did you experience
1: uh, like a pecking order growing up? That, oh yeah, like, oh yeah. There was guys all the dudes that would. Oh my god! You?
3: Yeah, yeah. We would get <laughs> we get freaking beat down wow. if we oh. if we went out of line. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know as far as taking your turn boy there was more you know that was that was real back then yeah. and a seniority a pecking order and man we we had to get scraps and all these older crusty dudes man if you got out of line man they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna smack you yeah straight up i don't know why but i always thought that south
1: bay surfers are a little bit more harsh than than Huntington guys. But there's some gnarly. Hard to, to say. I
3: think each place I think, has yeah. their. I think everywhere has their crew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely.
1: Who, who, uh, who back then was like, don't fuck with that guy?
3: um there was there was quite a few of them <laughs> <laughs> there it was a is lot. where you're at you know yeah like there was a lot of them
0: you at the break wall then that's a different crew than the guys down exactly Hammerland exactly or the avenues or exactly but, you know, each break
3: had their crew of guys like don't fuck with those guys yeah. you know and um you know it all just depends and that's what you know like jay said man it just depends on where you went yeah because you know? that's those type of people
0: tend to only surf that their spot right you don't get right. that attitude right. for a guy that's traveling all up and down the coast no he's cool yeah, yeah. those are the you know so a guy
3: trying to protect his local spot is grouchy grumpy and he's gonna yeah. you know he's gonna be vibing to well it. you don't
0: surf here every day yeah because it sucked here the last four <laughs> days and i was at another spot and then two weeks ago i was at this you know like that they don't have that
3: vision yeah. they're so i feel sorry for those guys <laughs> right so you started
0: surfing
1: contests at 10 yeah,
3: ten to twelve. I'm gonna guess. Yeah,
1: and you started getting pretty good, right?
3: Yeah, I've had, I, I had, yeah, I had some some good success early. I, I don't, you know, again, I guess because you know, just being such a frother and being so into it and knowing that it was going to be my livelihood. Mm-hmm. So I think I was probably a little more invested than your, than your average competitor, knowing that at an early age this was going to be my livelihood. Yeah. So. Um,
1: so when did I, your, Who was who, and when did you first get sponsored? In-
3: so when um, so we got picked up by the NSSA national team. I'm mm. gonna guess I was I don't know 15, 16 years old, and I'm bad about judging times, years, months. But, but you didn't just get picked up is, is like we were on, red suits. Yeah, so we made the national team, mm-hmm. um, and I'm referring to we like Kelly Gibson, Chris Frohoff, myself. We all made the national team at a pretty young age. And they had sponsors such as O'Neill's, Stubby's, Pipeline. So we were required to wear whatever you know sponsored the NSA national team. And um, I do think I remember the first time that we traveled as a team is in 1982 because it was so well documented when we all went over to Australia. When Tom Kern was smoking everybody, yeah. And we went over for was the that world. The first, You're like, like, Yeah, we're Americans, publisher. Tommy's yeah.
0: our, our, our
1: superhero <laughs> guy. So that, that was like the
3: first, that was like the first, and it's to say, team move onto the scene. Wow. And we went to, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 1982. It was PT, in- yeah. PT and Ian Carnes were the coaches, and um, yeah, it was it was kind of wild back then because there was a pretty good rivalry between Australians and the Americans and they were, they were threatened by Tom Curran who wouldn't be you know yeah. here's this guy coming up and you know he comes over there and goes and waxes everybody on their home court yeah. and you know so you went on that trip to so the NSSA national team we went over for the you know the world amateur titles and you know whatever and and Tom just went over and smoked everybody um, I'm pretty sure it was a world amateur champion. Mr. Cool,
0: still nerves, just all quiet and just uh, comes he, out and yeah. just, he whoa. Just, just cleans everybody just, up. Yeah. Smoked you guys. We, yeah. we talk
1: about how um, lucky USA amateur surfing is for having PT, PT Ian. and oh, Ian Karen, like him, adopt, um, pretty much adopt the US, right? Yeah. yeah. And kind of kickstart you know the drive for u.s amateur surfing
3: they were incredible coaches yeah and um i was fortunate enough to have pt make me some boards some bifins wow and some funky stuff bifins um, bifins he called them so they were asymmetrical and he called them bifins and the tail was offset and all funky he made me some of those i he made me some cool twin fins but those guys, as coaches, were amazing. We are so okay. fortunate to have them. Yeah, and I'll never forget the first time we all went to the North Shore, and um, we're you know just rookies, we're green, we didn't know any better, we're pretty was young. Was this
1: before Australia or, or?
3: Um, don't remember. Um, it was close to Australia before, or after, but it was our first trip to the North Shore. And we get there, and it's max giant. And you know, out. you know those guys
0: charge yeah. And you knew what you're getting into, like yeah.
3: So we drive by, you know, Haleiwa and Laniakea and Sunset, and it's giant. And we're just like, oh my god. And we just thought we're gonna be paddling out at Turtle Bay, so we're like, okay, cool. Some inside <laughs> reforms that are at high. So I'll never forget to That's this right day. Yeah. So they walk into our condo at Turtle Bay and they're like grab your biggest board exactly that's exactly what they said they they go okay Mike grab your biggest board we're heading to sunset we're just no way we're crapping our pants we couldn't believe it like, so we it all, all and turned Frohoff white and yeah all of us Gibson you know it was like Frohoff joined us like a year or two later because he was a little bit younger but it was you know the Jim Hogan's the Brian McNulty's the Todd Martin's all these guys all these characters who were on the team the list goes on I think yeah. we had 22 surfers but they're like, okay, grab your biggest boards. We're going to sunset. And we just flipped. We couldn't believe it. We're so freaked out. We were yeah. crapping our pants. And they made us. We pull up. They made us paddle out. And none of us, like like none of us wanted to paddle out. But they made us. And they were going out there with us. And I'll never forget it. It was out there. was uh, Richard Schmidt, Bobby Owens, Sean Thompson, and Mark Richards. And... Um,
1: So you saw those legends. They were out out there. there
3: in the closeouts and they're surfing. And um, and Bobby Owens, he's like, what are you guys doing out here? And we're like, we don't want to be out here. <laughs> they made us go out here. Our
4: fucking coach
3: <laughs> go yeah. out here. Yeah. But, but looking back on the whole thing, like we were shitting. And we were all convinced that we were going to die. And some guys went straight to the outside and just took their donuts and got beatings. Some guys, who I won't mention, stayed inside on the inside bowl. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, what did you do I went to the outside oh, to my on. beatings. I did, absolutely. <laughs> I, and I was. Did
0: they, they, they give you a little like. Tutorial like okay, this is where you paddle out. Yeah, they, get they give you a kind of bit. a lay of the a little, land a little a bit, a little
3: guidance. Before like you hey, if you break your border
0: leash, paddle towards the point. Yeah, and like yeah. you know, don't yeah. you know, hit the white water line. Yeah, like, they
3: okay. did. They they enlightened us and yeah. they gave us some tips. And don't but, worry, we're going to be out there,
0: even though you're a half a mile out. Right. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's one of the most terrified I've ever been in my life. Yeah. And, you know, I remember like it was yesterday.
0: So what do you call it? Six to eight, six to
1: ten. What what was it?
3: Uh. It was giant and closed out, so whatever you want to call it, giant closed out sunset, yeah. And it was washrooms, and I was convinced that every one of us was going to drown. I was positive. Wow. But what's cool about what are you, it? Like 16 years old. So, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Right, right around 16, and I was so that scares me
1: now. Yeah. To think about that. Yeah, I'm. I'm still traumatized like, holy from that day. <laughs>
3: So the, the cool thing is, and I've shared this story a lot, is it taught me to really understand how to get past your fears. And the fact that we were thrown to the lions right off the bat, our first real experience on the North Shore, and we lived yeah. and we survived. It's like after that day and we came in, we're going, oh, this is great. Bring it on. Yeah, We just survived the gnarliest that the North Shore can throw <laughs> at us and we're still alive. Yeah. So for me, it taught me to love big waves because really? I survived what I thought I was gonna drown and die in for sure. And yeah. then they did it to us at Giant Pipeline, Third Reef Pipe, and they, they they did the same thing. You're all going out. And that was almost worse. And yeah. we all survived, we all made it, we all got a few waves, but it taught me to really thrive in big surf and i love it to this day and thanks to them because they forced us yeah they pushed us out of our comfort zone yeah and we did something that we n- never would have done without them so i have them to thank for my love of big waves to this day it's and pretty
0: much just sink or swim
1: Like exactly
3: and and if exactly. and if
0: you know guys like yourselves who are They're the national team. Like you're the hottest of the hot. You if pro surfing is your career, you're paddling out and you're stepping it up because that's what pro surfers, successful pro surfers do. Like if you don't paddle out. You might as well just go pick another sport or do go. Yeah, you don't know. get the respect. Nope, you're done.
3: Yeah, and I wasn't I wasn't going to let that happen to me. Yeah. And I, I ended up getting some waves. I ended up getting smoked and got, you know, I got worked and made some. But um, the experience looking back on it was one of the most valuable yeah. in my whole life because it pushed me so far out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And I survived. So
1: and, were you comfortable in big California stuff?
3: Like to that point, relatively speaking, yeah. But it's, right. but, it's but way different. I yeah. know. I know. Yeah. I
0: know. But you know what I'm saying?
1: Like, yeah. Did
3: you? Take,
0: were you? We chasing it. storms here? Like you know, before yeah. you even went over there with, like yeah. The,
3: the so, fruit. so before I did my first North Shore winter and that experience, I did enjoy chasing larger surf in California, which was nothing compared to Hawaii. Yeah. But I still enjoyed it, and I never had anything close to it or like it until that day. But I, I think that I always have liked and been attracted to powerful, bigger serve yeah. and pushing myself and my comfort level. Yeah. So, um, yeah, to this, to this day, it's, it's been great. And I, I, at I different... wish I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish
1: someone threw me out there in six to eight foot and. You know, you could have lived through it and
3: not... We're talking 15 to 18 foot <laughs> <laughs> backs, as far as I'm concerned. Match sunset. So, whatever yeah, you want to... Yeah. Whatever you yeah, guys want to call keeps that. keeps getting bigger. Yeah. <laughs> and if we stay here another hour, it'll be 25 foot sunset. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no. I To this day, um, I, I think back to that. And I still absolutely love big, challenging, scary yeah. surf. It makes... It's what truly makes my blood go now, you know, because I've been doing it for so long and to be in that kind of energy and that power and feeling that helpless and so small compared to the sea and the environment, the state that you're in. It feels like, I guess what I'm telling you guys it's, is it's, it it's you're great. fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it, yeah, a little bit. You got to be a little crazy yeah, to a want that screw stuff. Yeah, head. yeah. Um, but I, I do love getting pushed outside of my comfort level. And that's you're like adrenaline junkie. Yeah, yeah. And that's truly living to me yeah, is yeah. like when you're being pushed outside of what you're comfortable and uh, challenging yourself. I am always challenging myself. We talked about earlier about switch foot. One of my challenges to myself is to try to surf better switch foot than than my friends. Yeah, can't be all of my friends because some of them really rip. But yeah, yeah oh, you can surf way better than them. Uh, yeah, I, I. try. I don't know. I don't know. I think he's got me. But no, I just I, I love I just love challenging myself yeah. to this day, and that's that's why I like. So
0: the foot. NSSA national team, you guys, you did Hawaii. Um, you guys went over for the you know, world champions in Australia. Like, were you guys traveling, you know, once or twice a year or Yeah. More yeah, often? Like, yeah. A
3: couple times a year. Yeah. Um, we did some Bali trips. I can remember, um, a Tahiti yeah. trip. Yeah. Bali um, days.
1: That must've been yeah. amazing. Cause, uh,
3: it was pretty, nobody there it was right? pretty empty back then. Yeah. I can remember some incredible Bali trips. Um, Hawaii, Makaha, yeah. um, yeah, we, we traveled quite a bit, and uh, we saw a different, a lot of different places. And again, those guys were PTN, and Ian were amazing coaches. We're so fortunate to have those yeah. two yeah. guys with their knowledge and their heritage and their history yeah. um, pushing us. Pushing and they, weren't, and... they weren't light on us either. That's yeah. that was cool. Is they were they were not light on us. Yeah, we weren't being treated like pansies. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and
1: it's a trip because you know what to think back of like. They were still young enough to compete. It seemed like, right? They were, were a little. They're they a little older, okay.
3: but you know they could still hold their own, and they but, were still ripping.
1: Yeah, but why, you know, U.S. Why not go back to Australia, right? Good and, question. Yeah, You're a really good question. We have to really,
0: have Kanga on and talk about it. Yeah, yeah.
1: we never. I don't think we ever asked PT about that, but yeah, we'll get him on again.
0: Yeah, but yeah. It's so no.
1: it's so interesting because I think you know, those the, I think, two guys. But or I think gnarly, like the oh, gnarly so they were world, Australian surfers,
0: but yeah. they were world yeah. travelers. There's obviously a lot of opportunity in America, you know. It was the birth of all these big brands, like, you know, quick, you know, like it was. There's, I, I just think it was things were com- happening, yeah. they I saw a lot opportunity of com- there, yeah. yeah, for sure. A lot, but, of it. but like they probably instilled like. You know fundamentals like okay three to the beach you know like finish
3: your waves finish your
0: moves you know they weren't just like hey we're traveling as a group and you know they were probably grilling, very you
3: technical own. yeah they, they were very well thought out and both had their own ways of teaching and coaching mm-hmm. and tipping you and they they were they were awesome they were yeah. so, so so good
1: how were you pretty successful in the amateur rankings or
3: um I, I I think that I had a pretty good amateur career, you know um win some win some contests, yeah, yeah yeah plenty of amateur contests Keep um the trophies or no you know it's funny I was just going through a bunch of old pictures last night that I've been wanting to go through, and I showed my daughter um, some pictures of me with all my trophies and ribbons and everything Rad. and i'm not a I'm not a collector, I'm not oh. a hoarder i can't I don't like collecting stuff, so i Took a picture with me and probably about 25, 30 trophies and this and that. And then I threw them away. <laughs> and and she's like, why did you do that? I'm like, I just like, they're just taking up too much room and yeah. I'm not a collector. And i you know, I'm not, a, you know, I just. I, I did the
0: same, but I took just the, the placement plaque off. Oh, really? That's and cool. I, I popped off those mm-hmm. and I was just going to do like a frame and just have a bunch in there. That's cool. And uh, just small frame I could, then. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find a big enough wall in my house to put them all on there so I might just do a photo
1: so um, were your parents pretty stoked then like you were achieving yeah. your dream Like
3: yeah yeah and they were so supportive of me, like I said earlier they were just they were all about supporting me and yeah. getting behind me and I did baseball soccer all that stuff but I knew at that time this ain't, this ain't my career this ain't my passion I yeah. like it it's fun but I've got bigger plans. Yeah. And my focus, all of my focus back then was, you know, where the end goal was, is yeah. to be a successful professional I, surfer.
0: I had an older brother, but growing up in Huntington with the surf teams and a lot of pros in the U.S. Open, you know, or whatever it was called back then. I just remember, yeah, at that early age, just like, I want to do that. <laughs> I, that's all I want to do. But you know what's funny, though? Yeah. Like,
1: Ted is a lot, you know, older in the amateur that i mean nssa was just happening and there oh, I wasn't know. yeah there wasn't like a this, professional career really right you know there right. there was but
3: it wasn't like it wasn't much i mean there.
1: the ips tour what what did those guys make you they, know and yeah they,
3: peanuts peanuts and pe- then
1: and then like you know there wasn't billabong there wasn't quicksilver
3: there yeah, wasn't we were we were um there were scraps there wasn't yeah, much there was to scraps. be had and we all knew it yeah and um yeah, so the, the amateur career went good, and then um, I parlayed that on to the local Bud Surf tour, the PSAA, PSAA. Professional Surfing so Association you, of America. And I did, did that you for, um, <clears throat> I want to say, um, I don't know, like 83, 84? Yeah. I don't know. Um, right out of high school, like right out of graduate? S- so... Um, funny story about high school and NSSA and then I'll, I'll go to uh, me graduating into professional surfing, but, um, it was kind of a big deal back then that, um, to qualify on an NSSA national tour. And you guys know this, I mean, the NSSA national team, you have to be registered and taking, um, you know, full. 12 units, um, or a full, you know, a full load of, of school. And, um, Back then, Surfing Magazine and the whole industry, um, me and Kelly Gibson, we decided that we weren't really that interested in school and we wanted to spend all our time surfing. So what we did was we took my brother's report card, who was in school, and forged and whited out his name, put Shut our name. Up. Yeah, we, we whited out, photocopied it, and just made it look like we were still going to school, turned it in, <laughs> and we, we stayed eligible. Like, there's... There's a full article, a one-page article in Surfing Magazine, how like I, me and Kelly were the full scandalous surfers, and you know, and then it was wow. built up. Uh, it was built up in ni- I think 1984 is when I turned pro because it was built up to be me and Kong Gary Elkerton to be the front leading contenders for the U.S. Amateur World Championships that were here, Oceanside, Huntington, and Ventura. And then um, we got caught. <laughs> I'm not going to say who turned us in, but we got caught. We got narked on. And Somebody wanted your spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and PT and Ian, the coaches at the time, had to make a decision like, okay, you guys were cheating on your report card. You were cheating the system you guys have to be made the scapegoats and example of because yeah. you guys didn't do what was required of you. Yeah, And it's funny because um, I was going to surf the world amateur titles and then turn pro. So they said, hey, guys, sorry, but... We're not going to allow you to surf in the World Amateur Championships. Damn. Yeah, and that was a heartbreaker. Like I, I talked oh, you, about you, my you, yeah yeah I talked about my you know heartbroken my little styrofoam board broken. That's how I felt again. It's like oh that's my big lead off, my big chance yeah. into launching into my pro career. So I didn't get to surf that. I was pretty bombed. I was yeah. really let down. Really bombed. So wait, and, a
1: who who thought this was a good idea?
3: Well, I think <laughs> the. <laughs> the higher-ups in the NSSA, and uh, I'm not going to say it was John Rothrock or anything, but um, the, the whoever was, like, you know, PT and Ian were the coaches back then, but there was, you know, higher-up people of the organization. I honestly don't even remember. So someone told you to do this? We, know. <gasps> Me and Kelly decided, like, hey, we're surfing all the time. I'm going to be a professional surfer. Yeah. I need to be a- I so remember you came up
1: with this scheme by yourself? Y- yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah, and it was me, and then I drugged Kelly into it. And I- I'll never forget. Because I'm get.
1: super surprised that you, Mr. Squeaky Clean... <laughs> not so coo- not as squeaky Not so squeaky clean. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. you did go hey, up and Hey, up. we all got yeah. skeletons hey, he in closet. Do yes, is- we do. We all got every skeletons, Every one of bro. us do. Dude. Everybody Who knew was, that he was gangster? Yeah, he, that, full that, cheater.
3: Yeah, full <laughs> scandalous. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that was us, yeah. and it was it was a yeah. big deal. The, the media ch- made a big deal out yeah. of it. chasing my dreams. Yeah. I'm sure we. try ju- an articles saying. Oh, I do. I have, I have a full page article. i was drunk on surfing, on surfing man. Surfing. Made a bad decision. Yeah. Yep. So so did you guys get my chastised? You got
1: yeah, yeah.
3: We got we got worked, <laughs> and it actually cost me sponsorship, like like a lot of money in sponsorship turning pro. Yeah. So um, I was gonna it do set you bu- guys back. Set me back. Um. And honestly, it you know, Kelly Kelly Gibson, he he did the he joined the world tour with me. We we you know, we launched at the same time. I, was, I managed to pick up Catch It as a sponsor and Ugg Boots and Newport Surf Company and a couple other. That was my first uh, first sponsor. Paychecks. As a pro? Paychecks, yeah. And Body Glove. Can't forget them because yeah. I was involved with Body Glove my whole life, it feels like. But um, my very first surf contest as a pro ever was the Rancho Coda Pro-Am down at K38. And I was lucky enough to win it. I won 1000 nice. so, bucks. Yeah, so so, Sweet. Can't hold how me long down. After, no, exactly. How long, no one's stopping me. How long
1: after the scandal? So you got kicked out of the. Off we the got team. kicked
3: off the team, yeah. and we couldn't compete in the world after so, titles.
1: Let's, you know, I hate to like rub this or bring this talk about it more, but it's fucking pretty interesting.
3: It's it's pretty funny. It's
1: pretty funny because if you but look that's like at that
0: pinnacle of the season, so it's kind of like the championships. Is that you know, like you're gonna turn pro like pretty soon, right? Like right, right, right after.
3: Like, and i was devastated i couldn't surf in it and yeah. i was reaching my stride and i was surfing my best and i was convinced that i was going to win it i thought i was going to smoke kong elkerton who yeah. only surfed good in bigger better waves yeah. and funny thing is actually scott farnsworth won the thing no you know? way farnie yeah <laughs> farnie yeah, rubble he won that thing <laughs> <That's> the... <laughs> yeah. so
1: so what, <laughs> what happened like tell us like okay you got caught the jig is up so how, we how, got caught,
3: and it was like, you don't have to name fan. names, but
1: somebody said, okay, hey, why don't you guys check? Well, we're, we're not, they're not going to school. Yeah, we're
3: convinced that. that we got turned in, and, um, you know. We got caught. Wow, they, straight A's ripped- again. <laughs> Maybe we should have threw a couple of
0: C's and B minuses. I know we need a 2.0, but exactly. like... <laughs> wow, these guys are so, surfing good engines. So for now, <laughs> now
1: we know why your other nickname is Fred, because they accident- accidentally put Fred Robinson. Yeah,
3: I might have a little typo there on the whiteout and stuff. <laughs> Who knows what we were doing, but... Um, yeah, so they they took us off the team. We got stripped of any points, no more contests in the NSSA. Oh my god. No more world contests and you know, throwing your whole The whole world
1: was upside
3: down. Yeah, yeah. Everything was just coming down in shambles because we got to caught. Your parents? Yeah, yeah. How hard was that? Um I think they might have known. <laughs> I think they kind of knew. Um, I might have been uh, fudging a little bit that I was a going off this
0: uh, organization, and you guys don't go to school.
3: Yeah. So. Did you take your GED or were you just not going to school? <laughs> so we at, at first we were going a little bit, and then that just went to nothing. Yeah. And I I remember like like Kelly, um, I drop him off at school or whatever, and I'm like, Celia, I'm going surfing. And he's like, what? What do you mean? And uh, so, <laughs> so he—it's funny. He uh, he remembers it really clearly, but I remember looking out the classroom windows and seeing the palm fronds blow offshore. I'm like, I can't be here. I <laughs> cannot Brother. be in school. <laughs> yeah, it freaked me out, and I had I I couldn't stand. Because you're
1: school. you're a smart guy, right? I think I like to think so. You are I, you I are definitely so. a smart guy. Street smart. And, and <laughs> well, it's funny because like and you wanted to be a surfer, you know, a yeah. professional surfer. Yeah. This was going to be your career and you gambled on it yeah. by cheating the system yeah. and you got caught. Yes. You know, yeah. and that's kind of gnarly and funny. You know, it and you know to come out of it, right? So so you 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 got past the scandal, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. So what was it like like Okay, you got kicked off the team. Mm-hmm. How much time went by, and then how did you make your way back to?
3: So we sponsors? were, we were literally called the Bad Boys. That was our nicknames. <laughs> they were bad me boys, and Kelly Gibson. Boys, yeah. what you going to do? Yeah, we're the Bad Boys because we lied and we cheated and we cheated the system. We got caught. So, so we just, you know, let's say three, four months later, just embarked on the world tour and just start traveling well might as well yeah kick go yeah. go search some some events and
0: see how we stack up exactly if you can prove yourself that you can make heats and, and you're successful you're, yeah. you're, gonna, you're gonna pick up a sponsor yeah so nobody's gonna hold that nobody cares about amateur so, so of how singers. was
1: it gathering those sponsors because you you had to
3: so it was hard and again i i think that i probably got half of my value because i was known as the cheater the liar whatever yeah. bad boy and yeah. um so, yeah, I was able to uh, uh, get with, with, with Catch It.
1: Catch It, Uggboot, uh, Newport Surf. Yeah,
3: yeah, Channel Islands. Um, that was my surfboard sponsor. But I made enough to get going and get started. And that's when be- I became, obviously, extra motivated because I had to rely on contest prize money to keep going. And if I blew it and if I lost, uh, my dad would support me, help me, and I'd do my best to pay him back to keep me going. But I was extra motivated by the fact that I was just making enough to get by and to get to the next contest. And back then, it was the ASP, and we probably had 30 events in a year. So you're literally waking up in a new place every week. You don't even know where you are. But you know, you talked about earlier about, you know, smarts and everything. That's where I learned my schooling and my smarts is by traveling the world. Yeah. I learned so much that it's budgeting is so, and, yeah, and, and and culture. and, and, culture yeah, and being all culture. Alert. Yeah. So that's where my education came is from traveling the world and learning what it's like to live, you know, all around the world. And it taught me a ton that is so priceless. Not to take nothing away from school, but I learned so much more on the seven years on the world tour and the traveling I did before then that I'll ever learn in school. But during
0: these early years of you like going on tour, you're you're actually pulled away doing some some modeling, I heard. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I heard you're a discovery. Yeah. So I was I was curious on how he don't have any sponsors, but you went on tour. So either parents helped out or you're supplementing your income with your handsome looks, your six two stature, surfer oh. bronze. Oh man. Part
3: giraffe, part yeah. turtle. <laughs> yeah, that turtleneck must have got me some extra work. So but.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah found out that you did some modeling for so, Ralph Lauren, Calvin Klein. Damn! Some big yeah. brands. Are brunch.
3: you a mini Buzzy? Buzzy Kerbox? I was trying to follow his footsteps yeah. a little bit. So that was, a, that was a very hard turning point in my surfing career because it was pulling away from my surfing. And mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll never forget it. Sean Thompson introduced me to a high fashion photographer back then uh, at the Caton team event down at the pier and he's like hey ted this is bruce weber he's he shoots for blah 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 vogue of italy this and that and i'm like yeah whatever you know I want, I want to go surfing who's this guy get him out of here <laughs> so does he surf so does he take surf photos yeah, yeah. does he surf <laughs> so uh so he's like hey do, do you mind if you take a few photos of me like, yeah whatever i don't care you know get me back out in the water hurry up so um it takes a few photos, and I don't know where they ended up, but um, next thing I know it, I'm up surfing in Big Sur with some buddies, and um, they somehow contact me. Bruce Weber, his agency, his people track me down, and they're like, hey, can you be in Santa Barbara tomorrow? And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm surfing up in Big Sur. What are you, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, it pays X amount of dollars. It's 5000 bucks a day or whatever. And, and back then in the 80s, that was a lot of money. Hell yeah. So I'm That's, like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll be there this
0: afternoon. I'll
1: leave <laughs> you what? right now.
0: What?
3: What? what? Yes. <laughs> I mean, this
0: is pre like, they tracked you down. Literally, like, they had to find out, like, through multiple people and sources, like, where's Ted? Oh, he's up, you know. Like, yeah. And no, No phones back then.
3: Probably had one of those mobile phones connected to the truck at the time. Oh. Maybe. maybe maybe. yeah probably did so what
1: why was sean thompson modeling too
3: yeah i think he was doing something and he was a bit tight into fashion back in the day so um went to santa barbara did a shoot with him bruce weber for ralph Lauren, and then next thing you know it um like clothes cologne like what was the ad like clothes um suits yeah um and then next year, you know, what I'm doing, um, another shoot for uh, Calvin Klein that was actually underwear, um, several t shirts, underwear, and then and how, they how old were you? Um, I'm gonna go 20, 20 something, yeah, yeah, 20, 21, yeah. 22, right around yeah. there. And so you're just tripping. Oh, checks were rolling you are,
1: in. Here you are, a struggling, yes. Not, I mean, struggling,
3: struggling financially. financially yeah. Surfer, yeah. trying to get really to all living, the events. Living
1: a great life at right. it though, right? And then, with a stroke of luck, you're yeah. you're good-looking dude, and Sean Thompson introduces you <laughs> at the Kate <canton> to Bruce <laughs> Weber, and he takes a liking to your looks, tracks you down, and you're shooting a freaking ad for. Ralph Lauren,
3: and then and then Calvin Klein, and then checks are just rolling up in the mailbox, and I'm like, "Whoa, this is pretty cool," and it wasn't hard because you're you getting know? residuals yeah. like yes. from
0: print and different yes. publications, yes. and all of a
3: sudden all this money's rolling in. I'm like, "This is pretty cool," and I'm struggling wow. on you know on the world tour, and I'm struggling to make it's money. Expensive
0: to get to thirty events in a year, yeah. And, and yes. how hard is it modeling?
3: sit in front of a camera hurry up and wait and then you're done oh my gosh
1: how many I mean like what kind of you know you don't really do anything, right? You, just, you do nothing. You do it's, nothing. It's the easiest money Stand, in the hair, world. Stand here,
3: smile, look there. But you, yeah. know, you still got to like... Easiest money in the world. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And like... what they're paying you, it's stupid. So these guys, um, they wanted to... They did set me up with LA Models as an agent. And then next thing you know, I'm going on castings up in LA. And I'm like, ooh, I don't really like this. and For, for like commercials and TV or... Just random stuff. Anything. And, and it's like, wait a minute. This is kind of pulling me out of my routine routine and I'm like, I, one, I don't like downtown LA. Two, these people who are going on these castings, like they're doing push-ups and looking at themselves in the mirror all day. And I'm like, these aren't me, these aren't surfers. These aren't my people. Yeah. And I, I kind of got creeped out by it and um, turned off by that. And then it was starting to interfere with the world tour and the yeah, scheduling. You missed an event because yes, of, I was just going to get to that. Yeah, so <laughs> I was. Can't um, wait to hear this. Yeah, so they wanted to. Well, they they uh, wanted to shoot me in a Calvin Klein ad in our... Uh, just Calvin Klein product in New York, and uh, it was getting close to the Spurs Steakhouse uh, contest in Cape Town, South Africa. So I'm like, okay, I did the math, I looked at the dates, and I'm like, okay, I can go to yeah, New York, and then- fly there, you know, a day or two there, and then jet over to South Africa. And everything was cool, and I did my thing, um, shot the, uh, the Calvin Klein thing, flew to South Africa, and I get there, and I literally miss my heat by like five hours. And right then and there, I said, my modeling career is over. I'm done. I was so pissed that oh, I flew God. all the way over to miss a contest that had valuable points and meaning to me in South Africa. And you guys know how far South Africa is to get. Mm-hmm. I also served in like the Gunston or whatever, um, got to surf another event over there. But right then and there, I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm never going to model again. It just screwed with my surfing career. And I was trying to weigh out the two because wow, Make rich money. rich model or poor surfer. So yeah. I'm trying to weigh out my odds here. And ultimately I was going towards poor surfer and they wanted me to go to Milan and start doing like the runway stuff. And I'm like, no way. This is now now I'm That's this, so crazy. Yeah. I, you know, I, just I, dumb done. Yeah. So
1: did you get like billboards and shit too? So Were you I, on billboards in different yeah, cities across yeah, the world.
3: Yeah, I got on some billboards. But um, my, my my most famous billboard was my sponsor at the time, which was Mountain and Sons. And they had <laughs> they had me a surfing illustration photo on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood in La Cienega. Like they Maui and Sons literally had billboards of me surfing. Wow. And um I didn't
1: I don't remember them. I mean, Sons was one of the biggest surf brands at one point in
0: time, but I didn't know they were going for billboards.
3: Yeah, they had some money to burn back then.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> and billboards weren't what they are today, you know? Yeah. Like that that print you know, cost, you know, was relatively Gosh, quite inexpensive what a, compared right, to, what compared a to crazy. Yeah. yeah
1: fortunate thing though that, that so you, you made some
0: good money I like, made some really good were money were able to like tuck some away or you, no. you just use it to travel and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With, right you're like traveling. funny money like
3: that. Yeah. Okay. I didn't if know I anybody. need more money I'll just go
0: do another ad yeah. <laughs> so you just quit yeah.
3: I quit on the spot when I missed that contest in South Africa I said I'm never going to model again I am done that that was lame and it was my own fault because I mismanaged the, the days I, I did the math wrong and it's my own fault, but um, right then and there, I'm just like, I have never modeled again. It can't you, allow me to. And you to, never did? No. And think I, crazy! I couldn't allow it's it. Such to, easy money it's that I would be like, money, you you know, I, I'll do
1: it again. I like. need one more. Yeah, I need a I couple spent. There's couple. no contest. I'll, you know, I'll do that. I'll do it on months. the off season. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: but it, never was, it, was,
3: it was messing with my drive to be a professional surfer. Yeah. How long did you model it's, for? It's not authentic as a like surfing is your a passion. Year? Yeah.
0: You know, surfing is... Surfing
3: is my passion. Yeah. Modeling, I stumbled onto thanks to Sean Thompson and Bruce Weber. And they made... Both of those two guys made my career. If it wasn't for those two guys, I would have never been a model, you know? And I hate to even call myself a model because I don't see myself as a model or ever was, but I stumbled onto it. It You know, it sucks. I'm
1: only going to think of you as a model. (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) Thanks a lot. (laughs) No, I'm not a surfer. It's crazy because... I mean, with when you get that taste of right, you taste the forbidden fruit, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. insane freaking money that's practically just given It's like to
0: winning them. an event one day of, of photos. Just, like, but no, it's
1: practically given to him. It's yeah, yeah it's and you funny it money for a year. It's stupid. And stupid. Yeah. So you probably made a hundred something thousand bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So thousand bucks. Yeah. yeah, if you if you yeah. go, if you go
0: back and listen to uh, GT's episode, and he has a similar, but it was how he got into commentating. He's at a snowboard event. And it was like the, the track was trash, half pipe. You know, it's all. And he's like, oh, it's kind of dangerous, whatever. Well, the MC for the event didn't show up, and they're like, hey, you want to do the event, or uh, you know, um, you know, do the the broadcast or whatever? And he's like, well, how much, you know? And it was like $3,000. Three three grand, three grand. Plus of the weekend. Plus a per diem <laughs> and plus expenses. He's like, wait, so okay. if I just sit here and commentate all my friends that are in the event, I'm going to make, like, getting, it's like getting second place in the event yeah. without doing anything. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's just like, that's I too love, good. I, it's that's, too good. That's and insane. then you that know, just turned, uh, that projected his career, and then he, that's where he ended up, you know, taking it. And you probably could have done that on the model I, side.
3: I, I could have ran with that and so done really sure. good if I wanted to. Because you're, cat,
0: you're you're just Because you already that, kinda I
1: mean
3: Buzzy was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right? I mean, we and we were he, sponsored by Maui and Sons together. Yeah.
1: Buzzy was sponsored by yeah. Malling Sons together. Yeah,
3: and so was Laird Hamilton. And a funny story well, here. All the model boys. So we uh <laughs> Funny story here. We um, was it was Yoki still yeah. part of it? Okay. Yeah, Jeff Yokoyama was. Uh, he was the guy back then, yeah. and still um, is the up, guy, dude. dude that he guy is Yoki's so awesome. he's insane. Wow. Yeah. So they Maui and Sons flew us all to Tavarua for a photo shoot, and uh, it was Luke Egan, Rob Bain, Mark Bellinger, a couple other guys, uh, Laird Hamilton, and Buzzy. And we get there, we're frothing, and we just can't wait to get out in the water. And it's three-foot, inconsistent, cloud break, and kind of windy. So those two guys, Laird and Buzzy, get on their windsurfers, and they literally go out the back, and they took every set that came in. So we're left with one-foot closeout scraps, and I've never been so like boiling mad in my head. And I go to Laird, I go, Laird, you think you can like spare us like one set wave? Yeah. And he's like, shut up, punk, get out of here. And I'm like, okay, wow. all right. <laughs> That's how you are. So, what a dick. Yeah, he, that, that was my first impression of Laird. And, um, you know, some of the stuff he does now, I'm all about and, you know, I can I relate to the foiling and what he does for his body and what he yeah. puts in his body. But that was my very first impression of him. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget That's it. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, so, okay,
1: you, you, you stepped up your program and got bigger. Sponsors. So, I
3: left. I mean, I, yeah, I think I, um, I don't know what happened with Catch It if I left them, but I, I got to go to Maui and Sons from Catch It. Catch It might have gone away for all I remember. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, getting on Maui's Sons was, was killer. And that
1: roster, it ain't cheap.
3: No, no, um, and they took good care of us. Yeah, you know, um, it was it was killer, and just spending that time with uh, Luke Egan and Rob Bain and um, and some of the other athletes. We went on a lot of trips. Um, we went to Cabo. We went to Tabby, We went to here, there, and um, that's pretty incredible. I, I forget that,
1: you know, you forget about mailing Sons, You remember it as a iconic brand but then you forget oh shit you know
3: they were kind of gnarly back in that day they,
1: i mean they had a team you know all you all you ever kind of think about is the the
3: the crow with the sunglasses
1: well that and just the <laughs> cartoon you know shark rick, man and rick rick, rick, rick yeah yeah like that kind of stuff you he don't was... remember like the athletes that were
3: you know right fuck, right they were,
1: i mean when you said that you like, fuck they had a team yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't remember that.
3: Yeah, they, they did. But yeah, you're right. You know who the star of that was was Rick. He's such a good artist. Yeah. He was the star of sauce. Yeah, for sure. his artwork is who they were. Yeah. He probably created that crow, but his he was so talented. So talented. And Yoki is so talented. Oh, he's man. like
1: he's the vigi- visionary that just he's got the Midas touch.
3: Right? Yeah, that guy's amazing. So you come back, you quit modeling and you did seven years on the, I did seven years. And back then it was called the ASP world tour. Not the, you know, the WSL that is now. And, uh, yeah, seven years. And, um, when I first started, um, Kelly Gibson was kind of a partner in crime from our shenanigans to the world tour. And then about a year later, Chris Frohoff joined on tour. But, um, Kelly, uh, it was his his time on tour was short lived because at the time he got his girlfriend pregnant, which is now his wife, and they have three beautiful kids. But um, so I had him for like a year, maybe a year and a half tops or something like that, mm-hmm. as a travel partner in crime, and then somehow I got passed over to Michael Ho, and uh, <laughs> that's when that's when the fun really began with him. And I actually learned um, a lot from Michael Ho. He he taught me some things, and he's only like two years older than me, I think he's 60, um, maybe three years, but he taught me some invaluable life lessons. Hmm. One in particular, we were like France somewhere and um, the waitress drops four glasses of water and you know they all say thank you. And, and Mike goes over to me, he's like, what Ted, too cool to say thank you? And I'm like, oh my God. So from that day on, I've said thank you to every single person, everything that like woke me up. That, that it's like, That's whoa, funny. he's so right, and he's he's taught me such invaluable things in just life in general but and that, how he lives his life. But that
0: is like the aloha spirit and respect, and you know, like just to say, because you're gonna, you know, you're in a foreign country, you're, you know, you're the foreigner. And for those, you know, you're carrying the weight of where you're from. Yeah. United States, California, Hawaii. And, you, you know, like, and it's important to be able to show that, you know, you're yeah. respectful and you're a good person
1: and, and saying and thank you. You're not like a language. cocky
3: person, but you... I you just know. wasn't thinking. Yeah. yeah. And he woke me up. Yeah. And I snapped yeah. out of it. And from that day on, I've said thank you to every single person. Yeah. And it stuck with me. It just like, you know, that really woke me up. Yeah, But... Um, it feels good to be polite and, you know. Yeah, and I'm honestly not surprised um, how unbelievable of a human being that Mason and Coco Ho are. Yeah. Like, who Michael is, is... I'm not surprised. They're such incredible people. Yeah. And and he's done a phenomenal job. And, and uh, their mom, Brian, um, it's been... They've been awesome. And I... They they took me under, Michael and Derek took me under their wing. Um, then when Michael retired from the tour, then I got passed over to Derek and um, spent a lot of time with them on the North Shore, stayed at their house for months on end. Wow. They taught me a ton about Hawaii. I don't know if I'd waves. want to stay when with that. Is here, don't be there. Yeah, I don't know if I'd <laughs> want to stay with,
1: the, with somebody like that who oh, fucking dude. charges and just pulls in on everything. Oh, no way.
0: You want to go out because they're going to call everybody <laughs> off the wave and be like... Okay, go I'll be like,
1: fuck, go. go, go to it. Yeah,
0: no. Like, hey, you, hey, hey, go. Hey, you, you can stay with, <laughs> <laughs> stay with
1: Derek. Go, fuck that.
0: I want to stay with, who do I want to stay hey, with? Hey, Lennon. Second Secondary pipe. Yeah. So good. Yes, hey, and go.
1: Hey, who's on the South Shore?
0: I'll stay on the South Shore.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I was forced to go out on a lot of days yeah. that pushed my comfort level oh with those gosh. two guys. I had to, I had no choice. Yeah. If you're living at their house for months on end, yeah, and if you don't go, or if yeah. they, like you said, like if they call you in the way, you have to go, yeah.
1: yeah, or you don't get invited. Or back. you're, done. But, but or you're yeah. done.
0: they're shooing you into the ones they know are going to be like, it's it's close not outs. a closeout. No, it's not a close out. <laughs> they're usually you know they might tease you every once in a while yeah. and throw you in a closeout, but the. This. Those guys will throw you a bone. Yeah, yeah. Go,
1: go, go. Why'd you go? I said no. <laughs> <laughs> I said pink. no, no, no.
3: You're pinned on the reef for five minutes.
0: <laughs> so did we, you're on tour for like six, seven years what were your, like, highlight results or, like, favorite,
1: like, so, tour So, I,
3: like, the best I did on tour was a bunch of fists, a bunch of quarterfinals. Yeah. And... That's not bad. No, I'm super stoked. Yeah. I, I think that, um, I think I might have finished, um, like, 27th one year or something like that, but I, I had a good handful of fists, and I think some of those should have been thirds at least, but, yeah. uh, that's competition. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I, I never cracked the semis, but um, I was I was stoked, and um, I didn't prepare myself as good as um, as I could have. And back then, we were all just like pff, we didn't know, we didn't care. we were just young and dumb, and yeah. you know, There's partying, no real like partying way too hard. Yeah, yeah, we you weren't training. training. We weren't no. There was no, no such thing as training. No. So it was, the seven years on tour actually a little bit hazy for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, looking back at it, I'm like, yeah, I might but have that, done that differently. Well,
0: I, yeah, yeah, no. But that's I what mean,
3: everyone was doing,
0: right? Yeah, like, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah. You know, You're like, not going to go there and, and waste your... Time in a beautiful foreign country with all your best, you know, maybe not all your best friends, but
3: a good group of people. Yeah, you know, yeah. So about go fun, so exactly, and you're that was
0: take the contest serious, and then after, right, know, right, you
3: know. and that was what's so cool about it because I think now today's day and age pro has to train and do so much preparation oh and work that. I think I'll, you're you're losing out on a lot of fun and sights and Culture. things because you're training, you're you're doing all this all this preparedness work, yeah. and you're kind of missing out. Where when we did it, my my only issue is we were at a place for too short of a time. So you you're there, you're gone, you're there, you're gone. So you didn't get to see that much, but we always had so much fun. We laughed, we you know we we partied a lot. We had so much fun. Yeah. And the surfing competition time, when it came down to it, you got serious right then and there. But in the meantime, all the downtime, like Kelly Gibson and I, we took our clubs on tour. We golfed. Um, We did so much fun stuff. Um, Tons of surfing. Not really preparation. Yeah. But... God, it was Surfing fun. was your
1: preparation. Yeah, that was yeah. it. There
3: was yeah. no training. Make sure I'm on the right board. No this nutritionist. Board, this board feels yeah. good, and yeah, right,
0: I'm well, nutritionist, you're 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 not yeah. eating the best because you're on a budget anyways. You're yeah. eating wherever you know. You're eating
3: whatever the country serves.
0: Yeah, you know. What well, was your like favorite like destination to like you know culture? You know.
3: So of all my travels, um, I, I kind of bring up the same three places, and. Um, if France,
0: Indo, South Africa, well,
3: Tahiti, Fiji. Quit answering. So yeah, Jay's, Jay's really close. He's really close.
0: I'm just trying to name it off so, my top. Th-
3: yeah, so so three places <laughs> of all the places that I've traveled, competed, and yeah, just uh, leisure traveled, and those three places are Tavarua. I think yeah. Tavarua is the best place on earth. I yeah. think there's nowhere better on earth. Um, the people, the vibe, the food, the waves. And then Tahiti and South Africa are the other two that really stand out for me. And I've been to all the destinations and, you know, I I mean, those would have been so far from Lennon's picks because those are all
0: heavy reef and, you know, sketchy spots. First of all, (laughs)
1: first of all,
0: I've never been to those places. So that's why they wouldn't be on my
1: list because I've never been to those places.
0: No, and they're, they're, yeah, land of the last too. you know, you're, you're, you're right, right in
3: yeah um tahiti for its beauty yeah and just absolute sheer beauty and how gorgeous the water is and all these reef paths kind of heavy all the waves over there yeah um you get a taste of chopu like no i never surf chopu no 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 i don't know if i want to surf there um not that i'm scared of it i just don't want to get raked over that reef yeah but um a
0: lot of consequences yeah
3: but Mm -hmm. um but like I said, Tavi is all time. I've been there six, seven times, and I can't wait to go back there. Um, and then, and then South Africa because it's just there's just so much there. Uh, in particular, J Bay and Cape Town, even Durban. There's just all kinds of ways. I have everything you could imagine, it, yeah. it's all there. So I got the best backside barrel my life at J yeah. Bay, and um, yeah, just incredible memories from those places. Yeah, beautiful. It's raw. You know, once you're
0: there, yeah, it's it's a little bit yeah raw and it's, good food and people oh, speak man. English. You know, it's incredible. <laughs> you know, sometimes easier when you can. That's community. a perk. Yeah, yeah. So but it is you know a lot of good waves. So waves
1: so waves. what um the seventh year what what was a deciding factor for you I, to get off?
3: I was just getting burned out, and I just felt like it was becoming a job versus a passion, and I felt like I was missing home. And that's when, that's when AIDS was starting to kick in, mm-hmm. and I felt like, man, I I kind of feel like I should settle down and like calm down and be careful a little more. Yeah, and because uh, you were
1: raging against the machine. Huh? Yeah, yeah, we were we
3: were having fun. We had a lot of fun on tour. Ted's got other. Uh nicknames that we won't mention <laughs> a little too much fun but yeah. uh, we all had those days but yeah it
0: was, it's a grueling schedule yeah you're going to all these killer places but you know again being on the road 30 plus you know weeks or
3: you yeah know, you're living out you're of living year. out yeah. of a suitcase man some of the places we slept were crazy but yeah i was just feeling burned out in the, and in the
0: bud tour the you know, PSAA, you could stay home and make decent money.
3: Yeah, I, I came home and started doing the Bud Surf tour again. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, decent money, and that was cool. Doubt all the expenses
0: and you yeah. settle down. and
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just burned out on traveling, honestly, and going to the same places over and over. Like I've been to Japan uh, 15, 14 times. I've been to Australia 25 times. Damn. You know, yeah. um, that's a lot. Yeah. So, just yeah just burnout and and if it was the tour structured like 11 events like it is now i probably would have lasted twice as long he'd still be on tour him and slater (laughs) i I try (laughs) so
1: what was your okay so you're deciding okay it's time to get off the the merry-go-round what were you thinking that you're going to do for work for a career
3: so that's a good question and um I got the opportunity to um, work with Body Glove, who was sponsoring me forever. And I've known those guys forever. So when I got off tour, I started doing the Bud Surf tour again. And then I started working under Scott Daly as a team's marketing promotions manager. So basically a team manager. So I did that for five years. And then um, I stumbled on to longboarding. And um, Henry Ford at Stewart, he's like, Ted, I'll trade you one of your used shortboards. I'll give you a brand new longboard. And I'm like, never longboarded really. No, longboard. no. And I'm like, I don't longboard. And it was summertime, it was Manhattan Beach. And I'm like, well, there's, there's no waves. I might as well try one. So hopped on a longboard, a Jeff Kramer model. It turned, it felt like kind of a shortboard. And I'm like, this is kind of cool, fun. And then I started um, for the fun of it, competing in the Bud Surf Tours and the PLA Pro Longboard Association, just for the fun of it. And I knew how to compete, and a lot of those guys didn't. So and there was I had, money. There was, and it, yeah, there was decent money in it. So I had I had success at um, professional longboarding, and um, I kind of stretched out my career through doing that. And then also, sudden I started traveling again, but it was other places, Reunion Island and. Yeah. Some some pretty cool places. Jeez! So a second, uh, a second win, second win of professional on a longboard. And looking back at it, the only thing that I regret is like that's all I rode for like five years. Wow! Yeah, uh, because I weird. wanted. To, because That's I wanted tough. to be really good at it. Because you were, I was laser I was, focused. Yeah. On yeah. Uh, the best competitive longboard surfer. Yeah. So I I missed out on opportunities to ride So shortboards. You went the reunion and you didn't bring a shortboard, or you just just longboards? Wow. Yeah. And a reunion, as you know, it's a perfect laugh. So good. And so we we can. Your new nickname. <laughs> Girdle is Robo Girdle. Girdle.
1: Is robot, robot, yeah, focus you're, machine. You're just a machine. I just just it <laughs> like, okay, go. Okay, I'm a short boarder. No, I'm fuck doing that. This. I'm a long boarder. Tunnel That's vision. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> full
3: tunnel vision. I know. Um, so we even went to Puerto Escondido and competed on longboards. What? And Dude. got smashed. The points point or the, the beach break got smashed. We got destroyed. how many boards <laughs> did you break? I all broke them? so many. <laughs> I broke this one board three different times. Had it repaired three different times. Uh, we got smashed. Um, really good times on, on that tour. Um, made made a lot of good friends, had a lot of fun. Yeah. I got Joel Tudor pissed off at me because I surfed the tail more and I was beating him occasionally. So he got all pissed off and was telling the judges, like, no, you got to score more on nose riding and style and trimming, which I did some. Yeah. But I also, my forte was to turn hard off the tail and I was racking up some points. So... I ruffled his feathers a little bit hey, here it, and there. It has nothing to do with you. It was the judging and the way the oh, criteria was. Yeah. You know? yeah, he, he didn't like losing to me a few times. Well, He probably beat me 100, but I bought, probably but that, beat him 5. But yeah. that's a compliment coming from, enough. from yeah, Tudor. Tudor yeah. Tudor's like... He's the know, man. Yeah.
0: Like, he's the man. He's the man.
1: Yeah. So yeah.
3: that was fun to beat him on occasion. Uh, like I said, it was rare. But um, So
1: you were working under Scott Daly, marketing team manager. Team
3: manager for Body Glove.
1: Did you keep doing that as you were surfing? As
3: I was doing the longboard tour, cool. yeah. So you're yeah. making
1: a good little.
3: Yeah, I was living. making a good little living, um, being sponsored by uh, uh, first Rusty Surfboards, no Stuart Surfboards, and then um, and then Rusty approached me and um, he wanted me to um, ride a Ted Robinson model for Rusty. Mm. So your I, own model. Yeah, and I, I had my own model as Stuart. And um, it was a hard decision because I really became close with Bill Stewart and family. And then I bailed to Rusty and I saw a career building with Rusty. I saw an opportunity that Rusty explained like, hey, we want you to ride for us, a model, but also down the line, um, you have an opportunity to rep for us. So um, I said, "Okay, that's that's right up my alley.
0: Yeah. And that's when the clothing and everything was coming Yeah.
3: So, so, so Rusty was just starting to come into a good period and go on a little bit of a role. So I put in, um, five years of body glove. Um, and then, then I actually had one year I worked at no fear in Carlsbad. What? Yeah. And that was brutal. What? That was brutal. So, um, the body glove team manager thing dried up. And they told me they wanted me to work retail at Dive Surf. Ooh. And I'm like, uh, no, sorry. Thanks, but no thanks. I'm out. I'm done. So um, I'm kind of scrambling around for a job. And um, I ended up somehow working there in-house sales, basically glorified customer service for a year. And no fear. Yeah, under John Rich and um, JR. He, he was my Ooh. boss back then. But that job taught me to really respect and cherish every job since then because that was brutal. Um, those guys were gnarly. Um, they would stand at the front door at five o'clock and see who's leaving right at right at five and Jeez. I it was, it was brutal. It was tough. Crazy. Um, Instead of no fear, it was no fun. No fun. Yeah. Um, so so then um, And you worked there for how long? One year. I lived Ugh. in Carlsbad off of Tamarack for a year. God,
1: I mean you know, that's kind of like a humbling experience. It was so humbling. So that's the perfect word for it. What happened with Body Glove? Like, they, did you have a falling they,
3: out? No, they ran into some tough times okay. and budget cuts and this and that. And they're like, hey, uh, your job is being dissolved. And, and maybe Scott still, Daly was taking it or doing, because he was doing marketing and promotions overseeing it. Yeah. So they probably just gave it all to him yeah. and had a small team and cutting back. And were you that was, still on tour? I was still doing the longboard tour a bit, and I was probably starting to phase out of the longboard tour at that time, okay. and um, that's when I had to look for like a real job, and um, you know that was what was available at that time. I was just kind of scrambling. Fuck, that's heavy. So, yeah, so I took that thing. To, to
1: think that you had to choose that job, you know what I mean?
3: I could have been a Calvin Klein model.
1: You could have been a Calvin Klein <laughs> model, but you know what I'm saying? Like... And and, and, it, and don't get me wrong, you know, all things happen for a reason. Right. And you, like you said, you, you learned how to love every other job afterwards. Yeah. That, that place taught you something. But Oh,
3: boy, I did it ever.
1: But you know what I mean? Like, here you are, a world-traveling surfer, you know, and successful at being a professional surfer and having, like, a cool job to having... Probably one of the shittiest jobs yeah. you can imagine. It was, That's got to be tough. It yeah.
3: was gnarly. It Humbling. was gnarly, yeah. Selling t-shirts and hats to the East Coast. Um, having an accounts scream at you. They were probably killing it at that time. They were. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, having accounts scream at you because their five dozen hats and t-shirts didn't show up from the day, you know, day after they ordered it. Yeah. But, uh, so Rusty reached out to me personally and he's like, Ted, I you know, I got an opportunity for you. You want to rep LA to Santa Barbara for me? I'm like, I am in. Sign me up. So where were you living? Down south? I was in Carlsbad at the moment. So I actually moved back to the South Bay area and um, started repping rusty. Thank got the rusty. Huh? Oh god, he saved my life. Uh, so I started wrapping rusty surfboards, rusty snowboards, rusty wow. wakeboards, and rusty clothing. From L.A. to Santa Barbara. And that was killer. I had a great six years with Rusty. It was a great run. Early Uh, 90s? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe mid-90s for all. Yeah, because they had a good run. They had a good run. And uh, I was there six years, and um, I... I cannot say enough good things about Rusty Preisendorfer. He is one of the most amazing human beings on earth. We hear that a lot. Love that guy. You
1: never rep before, right? But you got some experience and connections through probably no fear. Correct. Right. Very little. Kind of get the got the lingo
3: and very green. Yeah, but but you're um, Ted Robinson. But hey, Rusty. Yeah, I mean, hey, it helped because because. I I journaled my way into the tour and the competition and, um, you know, at least I made myself a name for myself as a surfer. And what I tell people is like, hey, man, if you're respectful and you're responsible and you're straight up, like people ask me about jobs and getting jobs in the industry and you're persistent and stuff. People know that. There's just a few things that you need to do. Yeah. yeah, so, so Rusty rescued me and uh, we had a great six years. Good yeah, job, Rusty. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's the man and um, and it must have been like kinda of crazy, right? Like, you know,
1: repping isn't rocket science, but it's definitely hard work where you you know, like you said, you're you're your own boss, you're your own motivation. T- yeah. You you yeah. gotta like time management. deal with personalities, you gotta hustle. yeah, you gotta deal with traffic, you gotta deal with a bunch of different things that isn't rocket science, but I mean, it does, it's not for everyone. No,
3: know? no, and you guys know it better than anybody. You do have to manage your own time, yeah. your own person. You are you are a brand yourself as a person, yeah. as you a sales hit rep. Hit that number and. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. As you guys know, it could be grueling. Um, the biggest benefits I think to us reps that we get is we have flexibility, yeah. flexibility. and that's huge. Yeah. That we get to have flexibility, and yeah. we can. Oh, I get it all the time.
0: Like, oh, you go surf at ten or whatever, and I'm like, well, yeah, but I'm working at ten I, p.m. too. Oh, that's man. that's it. You know, I'm Saturdays like, and Sundays working. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're on the clock twenty four seven.
1: You know.
3: Yeah, and I love it. I've been rapping for over 20 years, but um, and I know you guys love it too. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty so, killer.
1: So six years at Rusty. So six years
3: at Rusty, and then um, I Make had an opportunity. Buddy, right? Yeah, I, we had a good run, and um, super fun. Um, I worked with Paul Harvey back then, and Jonah Mechanics and <sighs> that guys. Was the, that was it. Bobby Lockhart, and all these characters. You know that
1: Lockie, his wife got him that job, right? Jill. Yeah. yeah. Jill, Jill, Jill. Got Locky that job. He uh, got so lucky. Uh-huh. So lucky. I hope he knows that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 th- I think he does. Yeah, and is Paul Harvey the worst salesman? <laughs> <you've> <laughs> ever dealt with? I love Paulie Boy. He's, uh, my, best. He's
3: no, my boy. We're just, we're just we're know, gonna, we know. don't throw
0: anybody under the bus.
3: We like, oh, really like you. you. Yeah, I know you're trying to bait me on that, right? <laughs> I want to keep my job with Polyboy. <laughs> so, so I had uh, I had six years of rusty, and then I got an opportunity to go wrap O'Neill clothing in Orange County. So that's when uh, Kelly Gibson was over there, and. Um, long time bro long time bro um see it's all about networking connections fellow bad boy fellow (laughs) grade cheater yeah and the funny thing is that like you know i i took my tour on the tour kelly took his he took his route and he ran he ran o'neill and loss president and ceo for 10 12 years Turned that whole company around. Yeah. And then he left and he went to Rip Curl and he did the same thing again. Such a So, trip. so the bad boy, the, the, the cheater, the scandal kid, yeah. actually turned out to be one of the most influential Shrew. guys in our industry who's Shrew. turned around yeah. two of the biggest brands in our industry. Yeah. And he is such a leader and such a great, um, just... President, CEO of whatever company. He's so valuable yeah. to, you know, he, he worked at MCD and gotcha for a while and he did bodyguard for a while. But it's just funny how. We don't know, need to
1: talk about him. We'll get him on the show. Before okay, cool. Yes. But, but honestly, so, that's so pretty insane. Yeah, right
3: no, I I, for, I I always think about that. And um, the, the, the whole surfing media made us out to be these, you know, cheating, stealing, bad boy losers. <laughs> And I'm like, well, Kelly did pretty good for himself and I did okay for myself. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I got approached by O'Neal, uh, Charlie Setzler back at the time. And, you know, Kelly Gibson had something to do with it because Charlie was a sales manager. And they offered me Orange County uh, for O'Neill clothing. So I took it. And you I moved done the family Orange County yet, right? I haven't done Orange County yet. Yeah. So I moved the family from so the South Bay. To, to O'Neill. Yeah. Okay. So I moved them from the South Bay um, right when I got the job. Moved them into Huntington Beach and um, lived in Huntington for 15 years uh, right down the street from here. And I did O'Neill clothing for 10 years in Orange County. And again, fortunate enough to have another really good run with that brand and that company. So I had a great 10 years with them. Yeah. And made good. I mean, O'Neill, you
1: know, they kind of started the whole like not to say board short but like the innovation thing the innovation yeah the super part. freak the super freak yeah that was a the huge... board short wars was kind of ignited yes. by yeah the super freak the woke super up freak. the board short well, wars. That, that, the brands
0: you know that were already existing in that that market were fashion or they're all about colors and prints right, and yeah, stuff and right. they they took a wetsuit approach and you know we right. spoke to, they to they put them neoprene about
3: in a side panel and voila yeah, <laughs> yeah. and just you know Super different fake. Sti- yeah. Fake. Yeah. flat
0: stitch and just different technologies that you know really set them apart but, yeah you know and a you know crazy ad campaign you know like yeah. they put a lot of money yeah a lot so of money th- that
3: was a great run yeah oh, i had a great 10 years with them and then um, up and yeah, so I was still having a great run, and then um, Kelly bailed O'Neill about uh, uh, two years, two or three years before that, maybe even more. I think three or four years, and he was getting Rip Curl back off the ground and getting them up and going. And they originally tried to get me to come over to Rip Curl. I'm like, wait a minute, you guys are you're just not strong enough yet. You're just not established enough. I'm not ready. I'm I'm making too good of money. I have it too good at O'Neill. No, not yet. And then Rick Petrie, um, he kept asking me, hounding me, and I started noting some better pieces and better styling, and just kind of watching them from the side. And I just went, you know what? They keep asking me, and then um, how only, flattering is that? That yeah, was awesome. Right? I was like, so flattered, yeah. yeah, so honored that they would even ask me. And it felt really good for you know me to like them ask me multiple times. Come over, come over, come over. I'm like, I got it too good. Sorry, (laughs) you guys work on your product. Change is very hard to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's good. Change is always good. Change is really good. Yeah, Yeah. change is great. But but you've gone through all kinds of changes. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. From from you know going back to the no fear day, you're like, I never want to live that again. (laughs) And then having a really good you know foray your first repping job as Rusty which had clout and yeah. you built yourself, you know, a good little thing there and then you stepped up to O'Neill, and you're like, "Okay, well, there's nothing else more, yeah, yeah, where I am I, you know, you're at the apex of it, right?" You're like, yeah. "What else can I do?" And then these guys are like, "Well,
3: yeah. Yeah, let's just say I've been very fortunate and very blessed to have the opportunity to get with these brands then when they go on their run, I've been the timing's been good for me to be there and I got to run with them. And I'm actually on another run with Rip Curl right now. Yeah. I, I moved over to Rip Curl about eight or nine years ago, and it's been, it's been, it's been insane. They're, yeah. they're killing it. They're doing really good. And as you guys know, as, as fellow sales reps, when you have a product that sells itself, it makes your job so much easier, so yeah. much better. So the product is absolutely selling itself. The brand's strong. And they gave me Orange County, and then um, I've been doing Orange County about five years, and then they gave me San Diego County as well, and then they added wetsuits on top of that. Wow. So I'm like, okay, this How's is promo, Just- <laughs> 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 This is pretty good. I know what you're getting at, Linda. <laughs> I got this covered. Kid. I got Just so um, so they gave me San Diego about four years ago, four and a half years ago. And now I'm doing HSS to the border, yep. and I'm doing all divisions except women's. And it's been phenomenal. So about three years ago, I, uh, I told the family, I said, look, um, in order for me to do my job correctly and be in the middle of my territory, um, I proposed us moving to San Diego and to Carlsbad. And it wasn't easy. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know... it's going to have its challenges but um you know we've survived it and we're you know we're um we're in a nice place in carlsbad we have an ocean view uh love san diego and um you know as a kid i went to san alejo every weekend in the campground with Jeff Novak, his his dad hired oh. us a, a driver to go in the VW van, so I have these roots and ties to San Diego from when I was a kid. That's Every awesome. week into San Alejo. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, I just have always loved San Diego. So we've been there about three years, and it's killer. It's insane, and I I love Orange County. I love Huntington. The roots, the people. Um, there's so many great things about everywhere. And I think back to now, I was like, wait, I've lived in LA County. Orange County, now San Diego County. And that's pretty cool that I can say that I've spent significant time in all three counties. Yeah. Not just to live,
0: but to service like all those different retailers, you know, that are iconic along the coast. And, you know, there's some long history of like Uh, iconic uh, shops throughout. And I mean, to build that on your. You know resume as well to you know have those relationships i mean you're you're suited in a in a good spot i feel to climb the f- corporate ladder yeah 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 if i want to i don't yeah. i
3: don't think i really want to go uh, in, in house but uh hell, no. hell <laughs> no that's what i did yeah yeah i was uh, rise up until later but you know <laughs> but, but, but for
0: a rib curl or o'neill or one of these or a surfboard you know to have like ted robinson be your essentially your ambassador your yeah. sales agent your front line and be able to talk tech and talk and be able to like go do clinics and go surf with the shop you know like yeah. all of that helps you know sell the product and 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 get the respect from the kids in the shop even though they probably don't they probably don't since know ted robinson on, since, you're, since you're not on tiktok they
3: don't know who you are <laughs> so yeah i feel like that's helped me and it helped with my job longevity yeah. is that that i can take half of these or i can go out with these shop kids and I could probably smoke most of them. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you hear that? I might be I might be cocky, but yeah. I, that's how I feel. And maybe I could even take them on switchwood. But yeah. that's just how I feel. And um, just because I, I still surf every single day, and yeah. I, I take a lot of pride in still you know surfing good every day. But yeah. um, I think it helps to to know that they shop kids and managers and buyers know that there is someone who has lived the lifestyle that knows it. And I've invested over 20 some odd years of sales repping in the surf industry. And I always knew it that after my surfing career, the repping part was going to come, you know, to fruition for it. And sure enough, it did. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, yeah, I think a lot of shop kids don't know who Ted Robinson is and that's totally cool. But, um, if, if they want to start acting like they rip and they're gnarly, yeah. let's, let's pop out and see how gnarly you yeah, are. But, but, see but what
0: that's, we can do. <laughs> I mean, that's what's special about our industry and our, and our, and our history and, and, you know, keeping it within the family of like, you know, hiring within, you mm-hmm. know, obviously, you know, people that are well-respected people that obviously work hard and have a good work ethic and stuff. But, you know, A lot of jobs in our industry don't pop up, you know, like often, you know, no, no, they don't. And I think we all know that, you know, and that's why we work hard, one, because we love it, but you know, it's like man, there's a thousand kids or guys or women that would want her job in a heartbeat, you know? Mm-hmm. So it keeps you on your toes. Yeah,
3: no, for sure. And, you know, again, people ask me, how do you get into the industry? How did you break in? And it's just like, it's pretty simple. One, you devote yourself to, to the industry and to the people. You have a good character. You have a good rapport. You have good follow-up skills. And you stay consistent, persistent. And I tell that to people all the time is like I had my list when um, when I was scrambling for jobs and I would check in with the, you know, the Bob McKnight's or the, you know, the Bob Hurley's or luckily I had a, a, a relationship with them through the surf industry where I can just reach out to these guys, call them or email them. And say, hey, anything's popped up? Any opportunities? And that was like once every three weeks. And it was all, it was a list of six, eight, seven, eight guys that were industry decision makers. And um, that's to me is say, saying persistent, having yeah. relationships yeah. and having a good character with, yeah. with you know, good um, morals and, yeah, work skills. So there's only
1: been one blemish in, in the, there, in, the there uh, has. in the life of
3: <laughs> That you guys know about. Of <laughs> Jurdle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just the report card scandal that at the state so national team. Uh, that's yeah,
0: I, I hope you can find some of that archive. Articles oh, I have articles. it.
3: I I was going through some old stuff um, last night and cool. I, I have it. There was a full page in Surfing Magazine on just that alone. Just Wow.
0: One of these circles of the line through it. <laughs> <that's how> <laughs> Blackball Ted <laughs> and Kelly.
3: They cheat. <laughs> they lie. They did not qualify. They did not. Kel-
1: Kelly and Ted's not-so-excellent adventure. <laughs> yeah, we, uh,
3: So we, talk to about us about uh,
0: like Mexico. You you have a place down there, and you go down there quite a bit?
3: Yeah, so um, when I was two years old, my mom brought me down to Mexico, La Fonda, La Michon area. Uh, not that I remember it, but I do remember the house that we stayed in. I still see it to this day. And um, I have a very fond connection with Mexico. Um, my whole life, I've felt like I have a calling to be in Mexico, and um, I spend a lot of time down there and chasing swells as a kid, chasing swells, um, staying at um, K55, K38, La Fonda, San Miguel, sleeping in tents and all those campgrounds, and I have spent a ton of time down there, and it just feels like there's something about it that just makes me just really, really stoked down there, just connecting. Uh, no development, great waves, no crowd, good food. It's yeah. Funny, I
1: don't go there down there too often, but
3: one time that I was down
1: there, you were, i ran into you. Remember that? And <laughs> splash.
3: Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah,
1: i was like, motherfucker is here. That of was, course he is. <laughs> yeah. That was if, after if, a day of there's, uh, four step off waves. Yeah, yeah. On the ski. Yeah. And, yeah.
3: So there's, you know, yeah, and I've had a house down there at this little camp. Um, it's down by La Fonda. And I've had a house in there for, um, I don't know, 17, 18 years on the beach. And uh, I had, I leased the house behind it for seven. So I've had a a residence down there for a long time. And um, I can go down there and just literally sit on my deck and stare at the ocean all day. Be happy. Yeah. Content. Yes. 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 There's something, something so special and content and rewarding and fulfilling just to sit there and stare at the ocean yeah you know
0: that's why, that's why those ocean views have the big big dollar signs you oh, know?
3: boy do they ever yeah
0: but it's, no i mean it's a special place down there and i think you know our generation or older has spent a lot of time because it was uh, very easy to, to, to get down it was safe and i think this last you know 15 years has been okay definitely, what k-55 k-38 or Lamore,
1: california
3: oh boy oh no. what a great question yeah. and that is such a hard question to answer because i just um i just surfed there for the third time about three weeks ago Ooh, and i recent. know i know you've been there quite a few jay i don't know how many times one time. one time yeah so um the first time for me was probably two and a half years ago in january cold water bad board bad preparation not a great time four and a half waves second trip there was october year and a half ago and um, great time uh, 12 waves great boards everything was incredible and then i went with rip curl for the third time luckily i didn't have to pay anything we took a key accounts and retail we went three weeks ago took some key retailers and again had a great time had the time of my life caught 10 waves and that wave has tweaked my head and my mind so much. It's like I want to say, other than Tavarua, it's the greatest experience and the greatest wave on earth. And that's a huge claim for someone who's traveled the world yeah. in all the best ways in the world. And I am so obsessed with that wave and <laughs> surfing it properly and to uh, surf it good. And switch. And switch foot too so I was really mad the first trip that I just aborted the switch foot plan. And it was to go, you know, and I surfed it so poorly the first trip and I was on a bad board, a heavy old, and, and I didn't go switch foot. So I was super mad. So I got another opportunity yeah. a year, year and a half later. And that was a year and a half ago. And I did go switch foot on a right and I did get barreled at the end. I came out and I'm like, oh, I can breathe. I it was such a relief that yeah. I accomplished one of my lifelong, lifelong goals. And then this trip... Um, we went up three weeks ago and the night before I had the worst diarrhea of my life. <laughs> <laughs> you got the Mali belly, you got yeah, the yeah. <laughs> So we ate at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, I had a cob salad, I don't know what happened, but I was literally up the night before the surf ranch all night on the pot, diarrhea, worst diarrhea of my life, no sleep, you sit next no to energy, you? and I had nobody in my room, thankfully. Dude. Paul Harvey probably put uh Visine in your, your <laughs> He might have. He could have. He I'm gonna to get a few better. more ways. Ted's gonna catch them all. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna than him. He actually rips the surf ranch, yeah, by the way. Dude, he rips. Yeah. yeah, he got like surfer of the trip a couple times. And uh, he throws. He rides his six one seaside guy like that
0: surf
1: that dude. Jeez.
3: He rips. Yeah, I know, right? And, and he doesn't. He doesn't paddle out that much. Yeah. But whenever he does, he rips. And he just like, wow, you're you're insane. Guy, <laughs> <laughs> keep my job. <laughs> just kidding, <a> Polly. <laughs> Polly rips though. I know. So, so for big dude. So, you're so very- that night, I was. I was. Uh, I was diarrhea all night no sleep on the pot 20 visits and ah. get to the surf ranch i couldn't even like stay awake week oh. no preparation first wave um i uh I, I tried to get a backside barrel on a ct2 which barrels at the first part and i'm just like delirious and like i couldn't even crouch down because i did no stretching i was a pile of crap but i pulled it together throughout the day and uh, normally I come out of a lot of the tubes there, most of them. This trip, I say I got 12, 10 ways, 10 and a half ways or whatever. I probably only came out of three or four. Mm-hmm. And that's really low for me. But what I did feel good about is I, I was actually just too deep and mistiming the, the, the timing, the speed management. So I'm okay with being too deep and not coming out versus sitting in front of that barrel. Yeah. I couldn't live with myself yeah. if, if I barrel dodged that wave. Yeah. So, um, that, that trip, um, I actually went switch foot three weeks ago, um, three times and, um, Killed it. I, I, I got lucky. Um, I didn't come out of the barrel, um, switch, but, um, super stoked. I, I rode a JS Monster Box 6.0 the first half of the day. And then we did a night session. I hopped on a five, nine glazer firewire and, uh, that worked really good. Dude. And I was planning on riding the Firewire Flat Earth, but they didn't have fins for them. So um, I was, you know, I was bummed I didn't get to ride the Flat Earth. Because so apparently that model works really so, good there. So
0: talking, I, I love, you know, you testing out all the boards and we know you, you have. Millions. M- yeah. I don't even know how many boards you'd have. I imagine a whole garage. A lot of foils. A lot of- what, like. You know, do you, you go into shops and like obviously you you see stuff, you hear stuff, you read. Like, what makes you grab a a, a certain shape
3: or, or board? I I feel like I need to ride all the models out there. Yeah, and if there's a good board on the market, like I feel like I need to ride it. So my first my first priority is to try to demo it. There hasn't been a lot of demos lately, so. Yeah. Um, I'll go and... Um, does,
0: then, then does Ted go to a shop and work out a deal or Ted calls so a I Ted just, and
3: pulls a yeah. Ted... I, I, I just go through whoever I can, whoever I know to try to get the best deal I can and, and, and in fact today I picked up yeah. a flat earth out of HSS. You know, those guys took care of me and I've wanted... a flat earth today. Yeah, this That's morning so awesome. I picked up a flat earth. This, morning. this guy is a fucking grunt. I have yeah. a, I have a, and a surfboard addiction. It's, it's pretty real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love trying all kinds of different boards, and my, my goal is to try to write them properly. Yeah. So the challenge to write a board right, and then learn about them: what's good, what's bad. And I've actually shaped sixty-five boards myself. No so way. Yeah, I'm, I'm super into. Well, I haven't shaped one in 10, 15 years. But. You shape it switch? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: That'd be amazing. Well, well, so well if, if, if your motto is the right board at the right time, Robinson. Then yeah. So we, my
3: my motto nowadays is <laughs> ride what the day calls for. Yeah. You know, so that's, 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 that's my whole deal. Ride what the day I, calls I for. I
1: know we've talked a lot about the wave pool, but talk to, like, it's funny, right? Like your first time, you got four waves, right? Yeah. And... You know,
0: four and a half. Yeah, we we, we, we You're Folks. very fortunate. You
1: work for Rip Curl. And Rip Curl pays for the day. Yep. And you're you're there they to entertain accounts. Yep. Right. Yep. And luckily, you get to surf with the accounts. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because you know you're there and you know you're you're not. You don't have to pay, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But then that whole day, you're like, okay, how do I get one more wave? Oh, God. Right? It's, yeah, it's a
0: drug. And, who, and, who's going to fall? Who do I mind to poach off of? Right. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: and you like, can, and your very first time, you're like, you, you feel it, you ride it, and you're like, oh, my God, this this is a real but wave. But it's like, this ha- is an incredible wave. And then you start thinking evil, right? You're like, okay, I'm yep. gonna, this guy's going to fall. Yep. fall. Fall, fall, yep. fall, fall. Yep. Don't catch it don't, yep. catch it. don't catch it. Don't catch it. Yeah. So you got four and a half. Then you got more.
3: I got twelve the second time, and then this trip three weeks ago, I got ten, ten and a half. Yeah, split one. That's a lot of. Waves. I got one poach wave, um, only one. I got one poach wave. Oh, yeah, but isn't I am, that just
1: so like? It's incredible. It's it's such an incredible experience. The whole thing, right? Yeah, the wave is incredible the people it's, a, it's like a the resort food, yeah the yeah. environment. the
0: experience is top
3: it, it's as good as it gets and honestly. the wave and,
0: and we're perfectionists. the wave's perfect and we you you ride it and you're like okay now i want to try to do this turn and i want to link these up and i want to get deeper you know like you're yeah. you're 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 so hyper focused when you're on the wave and then you you remember almost all of it but then when you get on the wave again you're like wait when is that coming when's that section right. when's it gonna right. slow you know right. it's, yeah yeah
3: no it's it's you, it, you can't get enough i cannot accurately describe what that wave does to my head but, you know it <laughs> yeah. really tweaks me and i I mean, I obsess over that wave, and everybody does. Well, and it's the most perfect wave in the world. But to just say there's a little bit of pressure when everybody's watching. Yeah, every wave. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I, I think we have the most perfect wave in the world, and it's right, you know, right in our backyard, four uh, four, four hours from here. Yeah. And um, I cannot like, I, like I try to like figure that wave out and what what it does to you mentally, physically, spiritually. And that thing is the most phenomenal freak of nature, or freak of man, yeah. that is ever to be um, to be brought to Earth. Yeah, and it's right in our backyard. <laughs> you know, you gotta have a lot of money to go surf it, <laughs> yeah, or know somebody, or be with a great company. Yeah. But um, no, I'm I'm so freaked out with that, and um, I I actually have a good friend who. Um, I'm going with I'm going back there in October you son
1: of a bitch.
3: yes I know and uh, I am counting the seconds until we go Ugh. and uh, I I that that wave I mean it tweaks people yeah. in good and bad ways yeah. and I I mean I can't I can't put into words yeah. what what that wave does to you yeah. and what it means to us surfers <laughs> it's, have you done BSR no, my son's there today. Oh, really? Yeah, Jordan's there today. And I, I'm going to go there. I'm planning to go there. I can't yeah. wait to go there. So okay. fun. Yeah. Large one um,
1: twice? Yeah. So, That's
3: so obviously fun. quantity. Um,
0: yeah. And it's good short, rippable waves. It's fun. It's different. It's like surfing a
3: point break, obviously, with
0: sliders so a and a beach break. And, right, you know, right. they're both you you want to do them both side by side on one right it, you right. know like
3: i want to see the day when we can see all four or five technology in the same area whether yeah. it's palm springs or wow. whatever yeah the lakes the uh, yeah. you know slaters it's, bsrs there's it's
1: an exciting time for that
3: oh, right yeah. Like,
1: yeah i mean you've seen a lot of you've probably surfed a lot of shitty wave pools from, from i did I did. On yeah, tour a and Bud surf tour. Yeah,
3: I did I did surf pools in Japan. In, um, in Japan, in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I did Palm Springs and I did Irvine and they were all horrible. <laughs> one foot, knee high pieces of crap. Wishwash bumps like, oh, it's everywhere. It's horrible. And me being a taller guy, I didn't have a chance. I got smoked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you get to your feet and you do like one little widget and then uh, it's like one more widget and the way's over. Joke. You're like,
3: Those things were a joke. Joke. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. yeah that was but, that was rough. Yeah. Now now it's legit. I can't wait for the ones in
0: uh, Palm Springs to get yeah. down. Oh man. Any any like outside away pools, any I mean, we've been kinda on lockdown, but do you, you go anywhere last year?
3: travel so all my travels are to mexico yeah. and i've got a great setup and i got a ski down there so i do a lot of step-offs and toe-ins toe outs, and um, what you need a partner
0: for and that's your son or who do you bring down or whoever whoever, wants whoever
3: to come. i can like get who i know i have a list Linden, of guys so go toe really bad how's your driving um so i have a list of guys who i'll go down the list and um I've been on the ski program since 2001. Jim O'Brien and I, we we partnered up. Jim O'Brien? Yeah, we were partnered up and we were a team for like five years and then he got married and traveled. But anyway, now um, I just go down a list and I I, I went in house with, um, with the ski with my friend Jeff Prohaska who lives here in Huntington. And if he's not available, he gets first rider refusal, I'll just go down the list and they got to be good drivers, they got to be frothers like me, yeah. they got to want it, they got to be like, you know, want really big, significant waves, and... Um, that leaves me out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like doing it um, as big as California and Mexico offer, but I also like it shoulder head high too. That's, and, that's when you can call me man yeah uh, the step offs <laughs> and tow in and tow outs
0: he can't even drive
3: a car <laughs> watch out is there a booster seat to it <laughs> <laughs> do you have to wear platforms yeah I don't think I'll be calling Linden when it comes time to get on this no ski. no you won't
1: yeah. I won't be bummed
3: I went out last week out of Pendleton with my son Jordan last week and it was blown out head high we were the only guys out there and we had a great time yeah you know, just yeah. screwing around
0: just to get away from get the
3: crowd it's an and adventure just go do, yeah go do something you don't have to paddle into waves you don't have to paddle back out you don't have to duck dive yeah. blah 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 and it's always an adventure and I actually like uh, tow foiling with a jet ski, like at uh, Capistrano Reef out of Doheny. We'll go out of there, and we'll get two-minute-long rides on a foil. Dang. So, same with Point Loma. And um, sometimes we'll even foil at, uh, at DMJ's at Pendleton area, the beach break. And you can ride a swell way out to sea before it even stands up on a foil and get a long ride and cut out before it hits the beach break. But So
0: do you? are you like most of us, like, Barneys that don't you know anything about ocean and we have to rely on Surfline or do you just know the winds, the
3: tides, the angles and you're there? So what I do is I'll rely on Surfline for the basic stuff. Yeah. And then when I see a real swell come, I'll go to five different sites and I'll come up with my own forecast. In yeah. my own head because honestly I'm not going to put a lot of trust in one site. Yeah. As we all know, uh, we we tend to get let down sometimes.
0: Yeah. So what Bullies, I do weather when
3: yeah, so what I do is I come up with my own forecast when a really significant swell's coming and I and I cut it in half in my own head and I downgrade and downplay everything internally in my own head to myself. So when it does come, I never get let down. And there was a swell about five years ago that was so hyped and it was so underwhelming and under you know, what it delivered. I got so bombed, and I'm like, you know what, I I, I I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to buy into it. Yeah. And I'm not going to get caught up in all Live that. Live in the and moment.
0: You should be like just not, you know, lower the expectations. I and have, have. a
3: way better time. You know what, you guys? I've learned about five years ago, I don't have expectations. I don't have standards yeah. anymore. I don't. I And I know I'm never going to let myself down again. So yeah. I'm I'm going out every day and it might be crappy and it might be windy. But that means like if surf lines blue, Port Affair, I'm like, oh, cool. The crowd's going to be down. Yeah but i i don 't ever See, set, myself more my kind of yeah, right set myself up for my um, kind of yeah, I never set myself up for a letdown, so no standards, no um, low expectations low, like kind of none <laughs> so so when I paddle out in the first five minutes and I get a decent turn i 'm already in the bonus yeah. i 'm already having a great time because i 've exceeded my expectations. So I've set myself up to a system where it's foolproof that I'm not going to get bummed, let down. I'm done doing that. Yeah. And when it's crowded You or are anywhere-
1: so much more positive than this guy over here. This guy, it has to be perfect practically.
0: No. <laughs> I just have a bad Sweet. back and I'm not going to go...
3: Wasted on a junky
0: day when I know there's going to be waves in like a week or a few
3: days or two. Yeah, I (laughs) got to be selective. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So, so my thought process. Fortunately, I don't have a bad back. Yeah. And uh, again, I'm 58, so I know the clock is ticking, and I know that uh, you know surfing, technically, you could say, makes you younger, keeps you healthy, keeps you happier. And I choose to start my day every day that morning by doing that. And it could be terrible, and I'm going to go switch foot every wave, or it could be good, and I'm going to sit inside the crowd. But I don't set myself up for. Yeah. um, I'm going to start switching for sure. Oh, it's so fun. Switching to Geico. (laughs) (laughs) I highly recommend you guys do it and just just be a laugh at yourself and have fun and be silly. yeah. But I honestly, um, I put such a high... The older I get, the higher value I put on surfing daily yeah. because, again, I know the clock's ticking and there'll be a day that I can't paddle out. And that's that to me is frightening. And I'm going to make sure that when I get to that day... I have zero regrets and I want to look back and go, you know what? I took every opportunity, every advantage that I could to be in the ocean that does so much for me. I can't even tell you guys yeah. how much. We always talk ocean. about
0: like it's rare you get out of the water and you're not like, stuck, no. you know, yeah. like you're you're just like that. Just you cleanse, you know, like whether the, it's you're spiritually or mentally, physically, mentally, like everything, everything it just everything.
3: kind of it I had, that. I had okay. a guy come up to me um, a couple weeks ago. He saw me riding the foil, and he's like, oh, that's amazing. That blah, blah. He's taking pictures of me. He's writing down all these notes. And I've heard this from before from somebody, and he had surgeries, and he was out of the water for a while, but he's like, I can't wait to get back in. This is on my bucket list, foiling this and that. But he talked about, um, maybe you guys have heard this a little bit, but negative ions. Mm. And if you Google it, I haven't done it yet, but I plan to. He said, "There's something about negative ions when whitewaters break, and it's something in the air that's something that does something positive and good for you, even in, though the name." The whitewash? He energy says, level, like, "There's some kind of energy in yeah. the mist in the whitewater that 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 we all breathe and take in, or whatever, that is like so good and uh, positive for us human beings." And I, I'm super. I've heard someone else say this. And, yeah. and I'm super curious it about sure. Yeah, negative ions. We're just getting
0: a lot. See, Lennon, the bigger the surf, the more turbulent, more energy is. Negative like it, ions. Yeah, negative ions. Just, in, yeah. It, it, no,
3: I don't. I don't I wanna, believe in that. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna. to Google it.
4: It's <laughs> just whitewash. Just but, I, but I
0: think as we get older, and it sucks getting older because yeah, you 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 obviously your ability and in your, your your physical aspects, but you do tend to appreciate. You know, I think life and you know what you're doing and especially surfing so maybe the caliber is not you know what it used to be but um, you still get the same froth level if not even more because i don't just appreciate i the yeah. the
1: froth levels is this high guy with this one yeah i so have the froth level is higher this one i
3: i have high froth level yeah. and um and, and it, i think it's an addiction it, which we gotta
0: you know <laughs> maybe wean off you know if you got any five sixes five eights that you're looking to get rid
3: of no. yeah I, I think it's actually I think it's weaning a little bit and honestly I think that the, the surf ranch has kind of messed me up because yeah. I I'm obsessed all that wave and when I've come back from it like I haven't been the same frother that I have been because I just want more of that Ugh. I want more yeah. of that up there yeah, When, you've, you've, yeah, when you've reached that pinnacle in the surfing world and yeah. you've experienced Look at this spokesman it, spokesman right here, you
0: don't need to sell. Place is sold out for the yeah. next like, year. Seriously, for, yeah, it is. Day. Seriously, <laughs> that is.
3: I just want more of that. Yeah, you yeah. know. And, so and, it's and, it's been hard to get back into my daily routine, yeah. and I I'm not on it as quick. And I'm like, ah, I just like I'm addicted to that that thing up there, <laughs> whatever that thing is. I don't know what that that thing is. I just that I cool. just want more of it. You know, yeah. I just and want more. That's funny, right? Like
1: all this technology that's been used in the past and even used now, their technology is so freaking simple.
3: It's, it really is. It's a shovel that goes down a pool of water (laughs) with a contoured bottom. Yeah. And it took Kelly over and his designers over 10 years to develop it. And that's, that's amazing. I mean, Yeah, I, I can't wait for more of those. I know. And bigger. And yeah. that's my only knock on the surf ranch yeah. is those tubes you have to get so tight and oh, compact. It's perfect and for six, me being six yeah, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. But me being six two, yeah. man, I I just it's just too tight sometimes. Yeah. There's no I, room for error. I'd rather see it a little a little bigger and a little shorter. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I wanna I wanna, and, and
0: I wanna do, stand in those barrels. A little bigger, a little shorter, and then more then every three or four minutes or, five, you know, five minutes. I think it's
3: every four minutes. Yeah. And I think it's a 50-second long ride. I don't mind the length of it. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this but,
0: guy. <laughs> but, uh,
3: no, I, I, I just, I think the length of it's fine. I just want to stand in the barrel at the end. Yeah. You know? Um, I really... I want to stand in the barrel straight up, and I want an air section at the end. Ooh, airs. I'm... Uh, I'm steering away from hairs now. Yeah. yeah, you guys are speaking some other language, man. Yeah. yeah I'm,
1: I'm, I, I just love the way it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it is overhead for you, bro. <laughs> You're fine, uh, Linden.
3: <laughs> You're right. Yeah. do
0: Well, shoot. Yeah, this has been incredible. Sure. Yeah. It's
3: been fun.
1: Yeah. We're two hours and 11 minutes into That's it. That's solid. Yeah.
3: Wow, it felt like two minutes. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Well, let's do the wrap-up. Dude, you... you you started surfing at five years old on a styrofoam board that you broke and you cried, right and devastated. Yeah, and you grew up in Manhattan Beach, surfed Manhattan Beach, started surfing contests, PT and kanga. You made it onto the SSA national national team. Yeah. You got to travel the world. They threw you out in in um, giant sunset mm-hmm. and as a
0: young grom,
1: as a young grom and. You you use that. You look back at that, and that changed your mindset on. Changed me. It. Changed my life forever. Yeah. Changed your life forever. It made me
3: love big waves. Yeah.
1: And what's fucking funny and crazy is that you squeaky clean. <laughs> Fred Robinson, your journal. <laughs> you, 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 you. you and Kelly Gibson falsified your documents, cards yes, so you could surf yes. and just surf more. And you got chastised and kicked yeah. out yeah. of the SSA team.
0: Yeah. S- successful pro, pro tour, you then know. You,
1: then you somehow made it back and got a professional career going, yeah, and did that for seven years but along the way you had a brief stint as a supermodel supermodel super <laughs> super, <model. laughs> super, I mean, hey,
3: super lucky super fortunate right super place model. right time if you're
0: hey, hey, ralph Lauren. if you're uh if you're doing ralph
1: loren and calvin klein yeah and, and those are big, dude. You're a super fucking model, and yeah.
3: checks were just like coming in, and it was freaking me out because, like, I always knew that I wanted to be a professional surfer, but I'm like, this is pretty cool, yeah. yeah. So it was it was screwing with me.
1: And you, being the determined, laser-focused person, you missed a contest because of modeling, mm-hmm. and you walked away from it
3: right then and there. Right then and Darn. there, which is. Kind crazy stupid <laughs> <laughs> you're right financially yeah like, yeah right. like financially I mean, stupid didn't, but, you, no, you could have yeah. done it
1: off season you could have done it yeah, you know what i mean yeah. like
3: it pissed me off so bad that like, i missed it, that contest you fly all the south to south africa yeah to, to miss one of two but, major but, events but,
0: but i didn't bring it up earlier and it was like okay so here you are on tour and you to stay sponsored and to, and to rip and to rip like You know, you need to have contest results to get that next contract to stay on. Like, this ad campaign that you're doing with Calvin Klein and Ralph Lauren, like, that's like getting magazine covers and winning events and everything. So, like, the fashion industry is like, oh, we want that guy. Oh, yeah, we want – we'll hire – you know, like, you pretty much could have – Easily turn that into yeah. I, did Buzzy
1: ever go? Hey, why why why'd you stop? Like, what, what are you doing, dude? You're blowing <laughs> no,
3: it. Yeah, he probably come, was come telling for, me that and, behind my back. Come party
1: with me in, in France and New York and
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was probably saying that behind my back. Like, you're a fool. You're stupid. You know. Yeah. Blah, but I'll blah, take blah. that event.
0: I'll take that uh, that that gig.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> but then he went pro long order, got a
0: second win, guess,
3: extended yeah. the year. Extended it out. Yes. So milked it a little
0: more. That's so cool.
1: And worked with Scott Daly. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. Working yep. under him for marketing. Five years. And yep. then you had the shittiest job you could ever imagine. <laughs> yes, I did. With no fear. Yep. But taught you a lot. Taught me a lot. And then
3: Rusty, Rusty. Presendorfer Save. gave saved you my year.
1: life. The lifeline.
3: Yeah, he pulled me from darkness to light.
1: Yeah. And then you started repping, that was the start of your repping Yes. And yes. then you just did a great job and other your, brands. Your right place. Your, your right partner time. in crime, <laughs> Kelly Gibson, said, Hey man, hey. watch up. <laughs> Let's falsify some documents over here, <laughs> and, and, and uh, tell, tell everybody uh, we're killing it on the uh, on the sales report. Yeah, <laughs> let's
3: falsify your commission rate. Uh, Just kidding. Yeah. So then O'Neill,
1: and then he leaves, and then he's like, "Hey, you go, you go come over." Girl. And that's where we are today.
3: Yeah. yeah. So I joined him for a long time, and then he retired a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago. Yeah. And he's just surfing and golfing and loving life. And I meet up with him like once every couple of weeks. We'll we'll meet up at Santa or something yeah. and um, play golf with him. Cool. And, um, yeah, it's cool that we're reconnecting. And yeah. he's he's got grandkids and he's doing his thing. He's doing great. Tons of water time and golf. And um, it's so cool fun. that we yeah. reconnected again. Yeah. And I, yeah. But,
1: man, uh, I'm stoked we finally got Ted
3: girdle 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 you've been, girdle. You've been butchering that uh, yeah. all, all afternoon and girdle, girdle
1: is giraffe
3: and part giraffe part turtle yeah girdle and that's again this is this is caipo guerrero's doing this is <laughs> this is his um this is his nickname and i thought it'd be better than than fred that a lot of people call me <laughs> and he'll he'll laugh so you funny know. I and love then, it. And Michael Ho will laugh because that's yeah. what they... And Derek, they all call me Jertle just that's because... That's so awesome. Hey,
0: that's, a you know, to to get nicknamed by those guys is... is
3: It's not
1: a
0: bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. Jertle. Thank your you. Inspiration. Go. Yeah. Ted
1: Robinson. Oh, my gosh. This has been fun talking Super to you. Super yeah. fun, you guys. I'll
0: split the peak with you anytime, bro. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> I can't believe that uh, I want to maybe
3: try foiling and... Switch footing. Switch footing. Yeah. They both put unbelievable youth back into my life, my froth, and my surfing, and my water time. Both of them. But if you're going to pick one, start with Switchfoot. Start on a bigger board. Be willing to laugh at yourself. Be fun. Be silly. You can, you know, go have a great time. There's so many benefits. I can talk to you guys all day long about the benefits of going Switchfoot. And as we get older, I highly recommend it. And then the, JJ, you're switch footing tomorrow. <laughs> Get ready, Junior. <laughs> um, and then foiling, man, that's that's putting so much youth back into my like Does I feel it screw I feel like you're surfing at no, all? No, because I it's a ride. a different feeling. I different, ride something different every day. Yeah. It could be a foil, it could be a longboard. it could be a ride a stand-up, yeah. it could be a fish. Today was a fish. You know, so I ride everything all the time. So for me, it doesn't feel... But if you were to ride a foil for a week to a shortboard, yeah, it'd feel really weird, really foreign. Yeah. And it'd be really hard on your head and your mind. But but no, I I love foiling when it's small and weak and mushy. And um, so awesome. it's given me like a whole new... Look at this guy.
0: A whole new, a whole new passion.
3: Guy. And like, I feel like a kid again um, because I'm now... Tr- I'm trying to master something I'll never master.
4: Yeah.
3: And foiling is so hard oh. at first, but if, once you get over the hill, oh. the reward is so incredible. You've seen me foiling out there. You're, and, uh, you're and gnarly. You're seeing what some of these guys are doing. And I my average ride on a foil is 30, 45, <laughs> a minute, minute and a half, because I'm, I'm cutting out of waves, I'm pumping into another one, and I will ride three, four waves in a series. And and you know that's a that's a minute and a half long ride in one foot mushy surf that most people don't want yeah and I feel like a kid in a candy store yeah it's insane well dude thank you Ted Robinson
1: girdle 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 <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> I know I don't know why yeah. but thanks sure, for coming uh, on the podcast
3: thank you hey you guys it's been an honor and I thank you for having me um, It's Um it's been such a fun time <laughs> spending the last couple hours with you guys and Stoke. Yeah, I am honored and I, I feel just so stoked to be here with you guys. <laughs> Peace. Peace out. Thank you. That was killer. WaveKey was
0: created by Brad Gerlach to help improve your surfing. WaveKey is a land-based
1: systematic surf training method for all surfers for all levels. Check out wavekey.com. That's w-a-v-e-k-i.com. Pada Sushi, a new sushi place here at the Albertsons in Newland Center. Your go-to
0: spot for grab-and-go sushi, handmade fresh daily. You can get all your favorites or get something custom. And make sure to stop by on Fridays for the $5 special. Pada Sushi. At Albertsons in the Newland Center off of Beach and Adams. Wax! The wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And chalky. How do you think I pull those big airs? And Layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Foo Wax, the best wax in the game. Foo Wax. Caliente
1: Southwest
0: Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente
1: Southwest.
0: Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special
1: thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.